Hunter at number six. Crushes him like a grape. Welcome back to the Stupid and Delicious Wrestling Podcast. Ta-da! We're, we're not, not dead! We're not dead. We still have a podcast. Um, if you didn't see it last week, we did an interview with Adam Brooks. That was amazing. a blast. We're still here. We just got hella fucking busy. Life's like, kind of a bitch that way sometimes. Like, more so than when we usually say that. Um, we just had a lot of shit going on and couldn't really sit down to discuss everything. Good news is I graduate next year. Woo! Well, I graduate next year if I don't fuck up the next two semesters. Yeah, I think you'll be fine. I do too, but shit could always go south. You never know. (laughs) You Uh, know, like, how we didn't have Ethan and Skyler... As, like, a tag match for a while. Now, all of a sudden, they're trying to, like, cram that down our throat. You're going in early, aren't you? <laughs> Happy wrestling! Uh, alright. So, I, I wasn't going to get into that yet. I was going to do the life catch-up thing. I mean, I can hold off. I can retain okay. my snark. Yeah. Oh, th- there will be plenty of time for snark later. Because I have plenty in the notes from when I rewatch stuff. Uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I I don't think we recorded since my car went to shit. I don't believe we have. Um, if anyone knows someone who can give me a really good deal on a Toyota Sienna, let me know. Like free, like, like free is a good deal or cheap AF. Not um, free. I'm thinking free. Free would be great. I prefer free. Cheap as fuck would be good too. Yeah. Um, because. I have to get a new car because basically my car could die at any second. It could last you six more years. It could die tomorrow. We're Um, hoping for not die tomorrow. Like at least get through. I still have a couple weeks of work. Yeah. So um, even though it's useless right now being at work, but yeah, because it's post. It's testing season, and nothing gets done. But anyway. Oh, life thing. Um. I don't think, I know we haven't talked about this anywhere. I went to the teaching rally. Yes. It was amazing. Yes. I'm extremely glad I went there. Yeah, I tried to get the day off and too many of us were out, so I couldn't find a sub. That's because there were over 10,000 of us there. Yeah. 10,000. And I can honestly say on that note, I think that rally had something to do with us getting a raise. I would believe it. This year. I um, would definitely believe it. It didn't come from the state, it came from the county, but I think the county looked at it and went... Oh, shit. We need oh, to take care shit. of our people. So, um, they definitely, with the email I got today, have made it a little more reasonable to... It's good. ...be doing this job. So, that's nice. Yeah. So, some of the signs I saw were spectacular. Some of my favorites being ramen should be a choice. Yep. Uh, my second job paid for this sign. Uh, what were some of the other ones? I don't know. You took a million pictures. Yeah, I did. Because I couldn't go, so your mission was to document for me. 
And I did. Um, I'm glad I didn't go because in crowds it, like that, I can't see shit. So it was because there were so many of us, it was really, really tight. So you wouldn't have been able to get around easily. So ultimately, I'm glad you didn't go to for that reason. Yeah. Um, I made sure to take my sunscreen. I only got a little pink. A little pink. On my shoulders where I yep. apparently missed when I was reapplying because I reapplied every two hours like you're supposed to. I stayed hydrated. People were giving out free water bottles. Woo, free water. There was some guy walking around the crowd at one point who had like an in- a massive industrial sized thing of sunscreen and then one of those big cans of like powdered Gatorade and was like nice. sunscreen, Gatorade, sunscreen, Gatorade. And I didn't know if he was charging people for it or if it was free. But I, I appreciate it. That would be kind of shitty to go to the rally and be like, oh, y'all need more money? Give me $10 for a little powder Gatorade. So there were these guys. You know how if you go to a concert, there are always people who are selling, like, knockoff t-shirts yeah. on the way to the concert? Yeah. There were guys selling, like, teachers or number one shirts on the way to the thing. And I was like, if you're just handing those out, I'll okay, take one. Leggers. If you're fucking charging me, do you not realize why I'm here? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, It was fantastic, though. And so there were all these speakers, and that was one of my favorite parts, um, was just hearing what these people had to say. And there were two women who actually interpreted the whole day. They weren't paid for it. They're both teachers, um, but they wanted to make sure it was accessible to everyone, one of which I actually know, so that was exciting. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, I got really excited It's cool when people you know, you're like... Oh, that's a big deal. Yeah. Ended up being on the news. I was actually visible. Back of your head. Well, it was the whole back of me, but you can tell it's the back of me. I have a very distinct look. look. Yes, you do. Um, And it wasn't just because I know what I was wearing. Like, you know for a fact it was me. So that was really neat. Um, But there was, there were two points. Ooh, I thought of something. I'll tell you later. Okay. About this weekend. Go. Okay, text it to me so you don't forget, because we'll forget otherwise. There was there were two points during speeches that I didn't love. Um, one of them was this guy who came out and was talking, and everyone else had been really... You could tell they put a lot of thought into what they were saying. Even if they were politicians, they made sure it wasn't a, this is red versus blue thing. It was, this is... A teaching thing. This is a, a federal thing. This is a state thing. This is a we need to support each other thing. This one guy came out and was like, it's all the Republicans' fault. We need to make this a blue state, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, man. You had this huge surge of momentum, and then you had to go and make it Republicans versus Democrats, which was not what this was about. Um, so I didn't love that guy talking. Not that I disagreed with what he, some of the things he was saying. Yeah. It's just right Don't time, right place. Don't bring that shit into that. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one was this woman who has protested forever. Um, she's been arrested numerous times for doing different peaceful protests and everything. And she was like, if they don't give us a 20% raise today, we're going to shut this shit city down. We're going to burn shit to the ground. And I looked at my friend who I took with me and I was like, I did not sign on for burning shit to the ground. I signed on for walking and chanting. (laughs) Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut Uh, it all down. (laughs) But I was like, 
I like I that you're saying, passionate, but it, that is you know not how done? you get shit done. I would have started walking around with Spotify playing Seth Rollins, Burn It Down. Just, burn it down! Because, yeah, I mean, it would make more sense for teachers to play it than Seth Rollins. It's true. Um, but yeah, so that was my whole yeah. adventure. And it was it was one of the most... Yeah, I see me. Impactful single events I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Because have you ever had, have you ever done something where you're just like, this is bigger than me and it's just a huge deal and yeah. you, you, you feel important but also very, very small? Yep. It was one of those. Anytime I was on a US team, yeah. It was like that. Like, there was a, hundreds of us, but at the same time, I'm like, shit, I'm on a Team USA, man. Yeah. Like, I'm a big fucking deal. Then I blew out my shoulders. Uh, but yeah, so that I, I'm so glad I went to that and was part of that, and I really hope positive things come from that. I hope people realize. Yes, we get seven weeks off in the summer. Allegedly. But for the most part, they might make us go to a week or two here or there. But for the most part, if you want to take your summer. You can tell them no on summer stuff because it's outside of your contract. Valid. So, I, I know plenty of people who do it, and that that's advice for some young teachers. You're allowed to say no once you're on continuing. Yep. Like when you're on initial, you can't do shit because they'll they can dismiss you for any reason, no explanations. However, once you're on continuing, they can't touch you for anything outside of your contract. If your contract does not say you have to go to a week of training, you don't have to go. So, I mean, but they that, might be strongly encouraged. Yeah, there's a lot of voluntold things yep. and highly suggested and yeah, like that barbecue. Strongly that encouraged. There's a lot of stuff that goes on like that behind the scenes in teaching well, that I don't think people realize. And not just that with the behind the scenes but like I'm not going to name names or like calling anybody out but something that happened in one of our friends this year is just horrific. Yeah. Um, it should not have happened. It should not have gone down that way. Nope. And it boiled down to one person didn't like her. Yep. And I know way too many great, wonderful teachers who care about the kids and want them to learn, and even though they're older people might bring new fashion ideas, like a guy I worked with teaching social studies had the kids do the Charleston as part of the dance? Yeah. And that was an actual grade to learn the Charleston and do it for the unit about the 1920s. Loved it. Um... But one person can railroad you out of a school. Yeah. And or a district. Or a district. Um, sometimes it's Hello, producer it's Alice. a little bit of mutual, I don't like you, you don't like me, I'm going to just be on my way. Yeah. And sometimes you're getting railroaded. So. But yeah. So um, it, was, it was a great experience. And yeah. I would encourage anyone who Elvis. has an opportunity to go to something like that that can really make... A positive impact to to consider doing it. Yep. I don't, 
I understand not everyone has that ability. You know, you can't necessarily do certain things because it puts your job at jeopardy. And that's, it's, it's a decision that people have to make for themselves. But if you get a chance, I encourage you to, to think about it seriously. Never mind, because people might know where I work. I was going to say, we got an email, but I'll leave it alone. Um, But on to wrestling. Huh? But we can move on to wrestling. Okay, so we have a lot of indie to get to, but I do want to talk about three non-indie things real quick. Well, maybe four, but real fast. One, WrestleMania 35 was the best WrestleMania in years. Kofi won, Seth won, Becky won. That's all you need to fucking know. We got everything we wanted for once. Mm, did we get everything we wanted? Other than Baron Corbin beating Kurt, yes. Which I expected because Kurt was retiring. Um, but for the most part, I enjoyed Mania. Yes. I, and it gave me hope. I'm like, oh my god, maybe they've caught on. Maybe they realize that this culture has changed and the industry has changed. And then money in the bank fucking happened. Right, like you should know better, Douglas. First of all, fuck Lacey Evans. Yeah, I can't stand her. Secondly, fuck Lars Sullivan. I also can't stand him. Um, and his lazy eye is really apparent when he does certain things. And I don't have a problem with lazy eyes. But his lazy eye bothers me. Well, here's my thing about Lars is when we saw him at NXT in Spartanburg. Yes. We started doing this dumb big guy named Lars. Like, Lars walked to ring. Because he does. And that's just how he comes off. And then they dug up everything on the internet. And you know it's bad when Vince McMahon goes, All right, motherfucker, you went too far. You owe me $100,000. Like, that's saying something. Because Vince is basically a shit human. Oh, Vince Vince is one of the biggest garbage humans on the planet. Um, <laughs> especially with some of the stuff that came out this week. Oh, God. I, I, I told you about it with the Ashley Massaro stuff. Did you tell me about it? Yes. That? And you blocked it out because it's that horrific. Gotcha. Um, I believe you. I, I so, tend to do that with stuff. Yeah. So, fuck Lars, fuck Lacey. And then not in the fun way either. No, I don't. I have no desire. Like to in the sleep get out way. Um. Also, I am so fucking tired of stereotypical Southern fake accent bitches. Well, fake accent bitches, and I'm also tired of the Southern stereotype. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm a proper woman. I'm a lady, and it, I I fucking hate it. It irritates the hell out of me. It ultimately worries me because I'm trying to get jobs and we might have to move for my job in a year or so. And there's this mentality that Southern people are all racist and stupid and homophobic and talk like morons. And yes, there are people who have extremely thick accents. But generally speaking... In the South, at least where I've lived, it's not the super twangy. You and I have never lived in Podunk, South Carolina. Yeah. I've worked in Podunk, and my accent got worse when I was working there. It did. It was more your Um, grammar that was the problem. My accent also gets worse if I'm around my dad a lot, because he's a good old Southern boy and has 
Not a huge twang, but enough twang, I start twanging. I think you pick up on vocal mannerisms, not necessarily yeah. twang so much. Because he really doesn't have a thick accent. Yeah. But yeah, I, I hate fighting Mom's against that stereotype. has been here since she was like six, and everyone knows she's not from here. Yeah. Every time we go anywhere, they're like, you're not from here. She's like, well, I've been since, you know, forever ago, but sure. <laughs> but yeah, um, I hate that stereotype. Yeah, I'm tired of fighting against it. I would like to see that go away. And you know what we don't fucking need? Another pretty blonde who can't wrestle. But that's what Vince gets his I will jollies give, from. Well, Vince gets his jollies from it, and then he had one who became a great wrestler way back in the day. So he thinks he's going to find the next Trish. If he just marches enough of them out, one of them will be the next Trish. <laughs> and then he, he will be he's, justified in his... He's playing the numbers game at yeah. this point. Let me just overwhelm you bitches. Um, so... It's not how this works, Vince. Yeah, Money in the Bank was okay until the men's Money in the Bank. And... So Yeah, I hated that. I got super excited because Sami Zayn, we all know I'm a Sami Zayn mark. An extremely big Sami um, Zayn mark. We know Sami Zayn was supposed to be in it. And then he got beat up and hung from a fence. Which you totally missed that whole Well, I was I mean you were attention. you were cooking, so yeah. it was but you missed um, the whole thing and I tried to tell you to come watch it. Yeah, it was too fast though. Uh I wasn't fast enough. So, okay, fine. You don't want Sammy in the match. Whatever. So, they don't tell you, oh, we have an official replacement. They, like, kind of hinted at it, but they didn't say, yeah, we got somebody. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Seven guys come out. I like all but one of them, I think. You you think? Hold on. There there are two people in it I don't like. Okay. Okay. Ali is awesome. Mm-hmm. Andrade is awesome. Mm-hmm. Ricochet is awesome. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre is awesome. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor is awesome. Yes. Could have done without Corbin and Orton. Because they don't need to be there. So. Uh, and those five guys I just mentioned, but especially the little guys, not so much Drew, put themselves through fucking hell. You know how hard a. Uh, Light guy like Ricochet has to hit a ladder to break it. I'm assuming pretty pretty ferociously. Yeah. It, there's no way any of that was pleasant. Um, I wouldn't think it ever would be. Yeah. Ladder matches have to be absolutely Just brutal. brutal. Yeah. Um, Finn took a ton of bumps. I couldn't believe he was taking. Andrade took some. Like, everybody was getting murdered. And Ali's doing that thing where... They climb real slow, and they've got it, and then someone's music hits. And then they don't got it. Now, I see this a lot, and I agree. If you're at the top of the ladder with your hand on that fucking briefcase, and someone else's music hits... Just keep going. Just grab the motherfucker. Don't stop. Don't look. Don't wait. Take the shit and run. Yeah. That, so, that always bothers me, too. I'm like, what are you doing? On the one hand, we're getting Paul Heyman promos. But not but even Mondays particularly good. good Paul Heyman promos. Mondays wasn't good. And then 
Um, Brock Lesnar is fucking money in the bank. Which means Vince is going to hang that belt right the fuck back on him. And no one wants that. No one wants that at all. I will admit I was entertained by Brock pretending the briefcase was a boombox. I was like... By entertaining, you mean you mocked the shit out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god, he's such a dumbass. Because Kat does this thing with Brock because Heyman does all talking and Brock just sits there laughing. <laughs> and It's the same thing I do with Lars Sullivan. <laughs> yeah. But the boombox thing fit perfectly with that idea of Brock Lesnar. It did. Um, I read a thing earlier about Brock Lesnar's wife is Sable. And Sable was married to another guy when her and Brock got together. Yeah. So the first guy was like, yeah, so I swore I was going to beat the shit out of whoever Sable was cheating on me with. Then I found out it was Brock Lesnar and forgiveness has never had more meaning. I was like, all right, that's fair. Shoot or kayfabe cheating? Shoot. Oh, man, I hate people who cheat. Yeah. It makes me so mad. So... It's just uncalled for. Anyway, um, the one other thing from WWE I want to talk about is something they introduced this week. I hate that some of our favorites are involved in this ridiculousness. However, I'm enjoying the insanity of the 24-7 belt. Valid. Um, it is quite enjoyable, to be honest. And guys, don't freak out. We're not getting a fucking hardcore belt back. It's never gonna happen. Not unless it goes TV 14 again, and that shit's not gonna happen because they'll lose too many advertisers and blah, 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 blah. If they go TV 14, they won't have, like, Mattel sponsoring the pay-per-views anymore, so. I get it. But, uh, it's basically something for the undercard to do. And with the goddamn wildcard rule... That is absolutely necessary now. So wild card rule, meaning everyone works everywhere. That's no, what that is. The people who suck Vince's dick work everywhere. No, because Roman doesn't suck Vince's dick. Shoot, he does. K baby doesn't. Vince All right, then. loves Roman. All right then. And Vince only loves people who suck his dick. I'm telling Roman, you said that. All right. I'm sure Roman's a good dude. I do like, since he's come back, they've made him a little more Joe and a little less Roman. Um, Joe, my husband says you suck things dick. Yeah, well. Anyway, um, R-Truth is your current 24-7 champion. Is he still? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to ask you every day. I checked right before the fucking show to Mm, be sure. Is he still? And just like the shit people are coming up with on the internet, like... Uh, NXT just signed this Japanese guy, Kushida. Mm-hmm. And Kushida used to do a Back to the Future gimmick. Yep. So what they want is Kushida to win a 24-7 belt on the NXT tapings through time travel. Fantastic. I'm like, yes, absolutely all of that. And then, uh, it, it's just funny. It's fun. Bobby Roode getting surprised by R-Truth, or Robert Rude, I'm sorry. I fucking hate that they call him Robert Rude. Yeah. And his character isn't... isn't Bobby Rude anymore. No. It's Rick Rude from the 80s, which if I wanted to watch Rick Rude, I would turn on the fucking network and watch Rick Rude. And say, or go to YouTube, but okay. Yeah. But if I wanted, like, full Rick Rude, 
like matches and stuff. It's hard to find full matches on YouTube because WWE protects their shit. So anyway, um, yeah, that's the state of WWE right now. Uh, I keep watching it, and sometimes I question why. Um, I, sometimes men wear stretchy pants. Yeah. I think they will have to get better when AEW starts officially. Which is October 1st on TNT. Just saying. Um, Double or Nothing is this weekend. Some weird shit's going on, but it... I don't think it was either wrestler's fault. I think it was... Pac, formerly known as Neville, has a belt in an organization called Dragon Gate. Mm -hmm. And they're really, really strict about their champ losing anywhere. Mm -hmm. So he's gone everywhere he's defending it that's not Dragon Gate. He's going to time limit draws and like all this shit so he doesn't lose. Yeah. So him and Hangman were supposed to fight this week at Double or Nothing. Yep. And it's now off the table. Because basically... Dragon Gate came out and said, we're not going to let him lose to Omega if he has our belt later on. So they said, all right, long-term booking, we're out. Um, But they did promise they will get somebody better for Hangman, which... Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Hangman, God, we need him back at PWX. Yeah, we do. I know he's got bigger shit to do, but, you know, just one, one month. Just swing by, man. Ten minutes. Be like, hey, Hangman's here. What's up, man? And then we can move on. But don't don't put Corey anywhere in that. Or Skyler. Exactly. Just the Hangman. Only, just the go. only way Corey can be in it is if Hangman kicks his ass. Yeah. I'm cool with that. I said that on the last show we did, too. Um, so, do we want to get into PWX? Sure. All right. I'm going to warn y'all now. We have three shows to cover. Um, there's some stuff we've been loving and some stuff we're pretty fucking salty about. Mainly some booking decisions. Um, we'll get into it. Alright, people have been begging us since March for this. Rise of a Champion. Now, how did you feel going into Rise of a Champion? Uh... Do you remember, or was it too long ago? I was, I was, I always want Rise of a Champion to be good. Yeah. Um, I always expect it to be the best show of the year. Right. I don't know that I necessarily at any point thought this Rise would be the best show of the year. Okay. So, there was definitely some great stuff, but, um, whew, you could feel the stuff that wasn't great. So, alright, first of all, Jason Cade on commentary is my new fucking favorite thing. It's great. His attitude is terrible, and he's still a dickhead. But I mean, that's what he does. But that's what he does, and I love heel commentary, so that's why... You love good heel commentary. Yeah, that's There's a big difference. That's true. Yeah, I don't like people who are dicks just to be dicks, like Coach. But give me Corey Graves or Jason Cade, I'm good with that. Um... Alright, and I know Kevin Kelly had stuff to do. I don't like Trevin. I'm sorry. Is it the the overuse of prone? It's not just the overuse of prone, but yes. (laughs) 
I understand why we use him. He's available. I get it. And by we, I mean PWX as a company. Um, it just... Anytime Trevin's on there, it's really hard to get through for me. Um, really, really noticeable when Trevin's there. Uh, at the beginning on the playback, because we were there live, so I didn't know this. Commentary was like trying to find their sound levels. Yeah. And shit happens, shit breaks. I understand. We had it happen. Yeah, we've had it happen. We've had it where I'm like, oh shit, the whole show sounds like a tin can. How the fuck do I fix it? Um, but it it was just really noticeable in the first match. Alright, opener. For the title of Mr. PWX. Which can in Skylar's own fucking mind. Can, right, can we just acknowledge that no one other than Skylar calls him Mr. PWX? No one. Oh, it it gets it gets worse, cause at the beginning of this match, Skylar lists all his fucking credentials Ugh. to try to make himself relevant in the like introductions. It just doesn't work. And no one cares. Doesn't there are people who all. will love John Skylar forever. But he has completely turned me around on thinking he deserves anything. I have not enjoyed him in so long that I I just don't want to see him with or against anyone. <laughs> just leave. Um, Cade is pretty much just being the voice of the fans talking about how much John Skyler sucks. Uh, so I... I hate to say this, but I, I know Cade's a dick, but he... He's a dick who he, at least listens to how we all feel. He's, um... He's at least paying attention. Um, the match wasn't bad. What I liked about it was all Ethan's students. Yeah, being there. that part that, was super neat. That was really cool. Um, may have given him a little bit of an advantage, but that's okay. I'm cool Emotionally. Yeah, because I love Ethan. It gave an emotional advantage and nothing more. And, yeah, so also Ethan's parents were there. Skylar made the mistake of trying to punch Papa Case. Because he's a douchebag. What the fuck are you doing? Skylar, not... Yeah. Why? No, Papa Case is awesome. Uh, I don't know if that's what he wants to be called. Ethan's dad. Ethan's dad is awesome. I really like him. I've never had a bad interaction with him. So, of course, Skylar tries to attack him. Does not go well with Skylar. Ethan just cold cocks the shit out of Skylar. And I'm like, yep, this is why I like wrestling. Just watching a guy hate get his shit kicked in. Just get punched hard in the face. And, okay. Another issue we have with Skylar. Is he goes back and forth between babyface and heel every Mm-mm. 30 seconds? Nope, it's worse. No, no, that bothers the fuck out of me. The premature nippage. Yes, motherfucker! If you're gonna get your nipples out, it means it's serious business. You get them out for nothing, and then it never fucking works for you. Put them away. Every time he pulls the singlet down for serious business, he gets his ass kicked. When I see the nips, I go, Skylar's about to die. Every damn time. And okay, maybe he's trying to surprise us, but at this point, it's not a surprise. Every time he gets his nips out, he's going to get murdered. Um, Just bad storytelling. And 
Put so, your nipples away. Yeah. You don't deserve them. You're not using them correctly. Yeah. I agree. Alright. So, and then this was your comment you demanded I put on here because you were listening while you got ready while I was watching this. Uh, Trevin's an idiot. Skylar is also Mr. PWX. This is what we just proved he is. What? Right! Right! That irked my asshole to no end. I'm glad I made you put it in the notes because I'd forgotten. <laughs> we literally just watched a fucking match where he lo- where he was deemed not worthy of that title and then Trevin still fucking used it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like uh, saying you're the president of the United States after you lose the popular and the fucking electoral college. Yeah. It's like John McCain rolling around Going, oh, yeah, my president. Um, <laughs> yeah, not good. Not good at all. Um, That's anyway. why I hate Trevin. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so... Oh, it just... It pisses me off so badly. Next match... Oh, goddamn irritating. Next match I had very high hopes for. And Apple Pie and Sky High hopes? Yes. Lethal Enforcers... Two of our favorites, and Amber, who is our favorite, versus Nathan Cruz and Game of Thrones. Um, Game of Thrones. That's what we call Alexander James. If that's not what you're calling him, you're calling him the wrong thing. Um, it's my feeling. I've seen him twice. Nathan Cruz does not impress me. I'm I'm bored by him. I'm not saying he's not a fantastic professional wrestler for the style he does, but I personally am bored by him. If I'm bored during a Henry and Drake match, something is wrong. Um, that, I like Game of Thrones, but like, I feel like Cruz kind of influenced his style, effectiveness. Mm, that would um, kind of took away from him. So, didn't love this match. Look, uh, what's that? Sorry, <laughs> I muted it. We're good. Lethal Enforcers are amazing, so I was a little surprised. Like, I didn't consider this a high-profile match for Rise of a Champion. No. I would have brought in Best Friends or Besties in the World or... International Superstar. uh, I mean, anybody bigger, or I guess not bigger because Nathan Cruz is a big name, but um, I don't know. It, It felt tacked on. Like, they thought they might not be there, and then they were going to be, so they added it at the last second. So, during, after this match, mm-hmm. Drake, not Drake, Anthony, Jesus Christ, I'll get there eventually. After this match, Anthony Henry referenced Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. and I had two issues with it. Wait, 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 was that after this, or was that recently? I think it was after this match. No, it was after... Uh, that was this week. That was at War Games. Okay. That he started singing Everybody Backstreet's Back. Yeah, and I got that irritated because I was like, you you don't have your frosted tips anymore. <laughs> you can't Backstreet Boys now, and they're healed. You definitely can't Backstreet Boys. So, yeah. Here's one of my things about this match. Um, when I see Henry and Drake, yes, they should win. But the other people's job is to convince me they might not. 
when Drake fought Adler in the first round at X16, there were some legit moments I thought Adler was going to win. I couldn't believe how many times it looked like Adler was going to take Drake out. Now, Drake won that whole tournament, but that was a good first round. That showed us who Adler was, showed us who Drake was. This, I never felt like Cruz and James were a threat. Ever. Valid. Um, and, okay, yeah, it's hard to be a threat to Henry and Drake, but at the same time, bringing people who can handle that workload, you know? Alright, uh, anything else on that one? Uh, not that I can think of. Okay. Next up, we had a uh, payback from X16 and Battlefield match. Serpentico versus El Demon Azteca. Um, I'm loving this whole storyline. We'll get into it more later. But Azteca looks like Goldar from Power Rangers, which just lends itself to all sorts of chance. <laughs> um, but, okay, this was a well-worked by two excellent wrestlers, Lucha Libre exciting match. Yeah, I loved this match. And the crowd was fucking dead. Okay, so part of the problem... Is Serpentico's name is not chantable in any way. True. So as much to hits. <laughs> yeah, as much as I love him, which I do, I think he's a great wrestler. I think he's a great guy. I love watching him. I can't show my support because I can't, I can't chant. chant. Yeah. So Serpentico, I know you're listening. Let us know what you want us to chant. Like, can we just start chanting like Snake Guy or? I still say, oh, Serpentico, in the style of Zack Sabre Jr.'s works. You disagree, and that's fine, yeah. but yeah, it's the closest but outcome. The crowd shouldn't have been dead for this. Like, I don't know. I, I get very offended when matches I like have dead crowds. Like, come on. Like, I can't do it by myself, y'all. And not that I'm ever doing it by myself, because our row is awesome. But Some of our row is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Some people try to come into our row who don't belong in our row. I mean, they need to get the fuck out of our row. <laughs> but Cat's not salty at all. All right. No, um, I'm super salty. I don't give a shit. <laughs> all right. Uh, next. I fucking hate those bitches. Next was probably the second best match on the show. Um, four of our friends whole, well five of our friends because of manager holy shit they're all insane the DLC with Revolt and the Ducks yeah oh my god they are crazy people yeah uh, that that's all I could say the whole time watching I was like all four of y'all are nutcases for doing this um it just it it was amazing. DLC is the, both DLCs are two of the best matches PWX has ever had. Um, and then I like you couldn't see, but I was nodding. I just yeah. was trying to cover myself up with my blanket because my feet were cold. I liked uh, New Quack as played by Mikey Galino. Yep. Which I I had an idea what was going on, but someone had to tell me it was New Jack because I never watched. ECW, but it was fantastic. Um, every time there's gummy bears, I'm all for it. 
Yeah. As if y'all didn't realize that because we give out gummy bears if you're on the show. Gummy bears and tax though. I'm like, man, this is fucking. This crazy. is some, this is some wonderful bullshit. Uh, that that's exactly how these matches should be go. described. Is this is just some wonderful bullshit? Like it's it's anything goes, and the guys involved are super creative. And I wish this hadn't been a loser leaves town match. Because I know, and I'm a person who said this too, I know people were tired of the Ducks because we saw them every month, but they were the most entertaining thing in the company for years. I mean, and it wasn't close for a while, you know? Like, there are some guys who stepped up eventually, but the Ducks had that company on their back for a bit. And people will argue that with me, and that's fine. I don't care. Um, yeah. I mean, the Ducklings are part of why you fell in love with indie wrestling. Valid. That's a very valid assessment. Uh, other friends we had that came to multiple shows when they had time and money. Um, and less children. And less children were because of the Ducks. They were like, holy shit, I love these guys. When yeah, I know. When I go to Willy Taco to watch ridiculous lucha wrestling in the fucking parking lot, Rob Kiljoy is the one that gets remembered between years. Because um, I talk to a random drunk dude about Kiljoy. You always find the random drunk people. Well, he, I was in one of his... Or do they find you? They find me. I was also... He had taken pictures last year, mm-hmm. and I was in his pictures. So when he saw me again, he was like, hey, I know you. I was like, hey, I don't know you. But we talked about Rob and how amazing Rob is. Um, So, yeah, the Ducks lost. And I'm cool with it because I love Revolt. But I really wish the Ducks hadn't felt the need to leave. Um, It is what it is. I'm going to have to find a way to see the Ducks more uh, because I miss them already. Uh, Cade has a great thing on the end of this match. Rob Kiljoy's dead. Lance Lude is dead. Caleb Conley has murdered two people. I was like, alright. Yeah. So if you... Sometimes en- you just gotta murder some bitches. If you enjoy sanctioned murder... Um, that's well, my term. In case y'all like DLC. it, that's 100% something I've said and Doug is stealing. Yep. Yep. Stealing it completely. Alright. Uh, DLC was great. Go watch it. If you haven't, it was absolutely fantastic. All right, next match. Really, really good. Crowd was dead again. I don't understand why. Cam versus Yaya for the pure for the pure title. This was fucking great. Watching it again, it was fucking great. Pure is fucking great. And people don't realize it because it's not the main roster or whatever. Um... I, I hate when the crowd is dead for good matches. Now, this could have been placement on the card. Um, you know, after a DLC match. Yeah, it is really difficult to follow. tough. Uh, it was a very tough spot, but it was a good match. And I think it's one of those matches people are going to be like, 
man, we didn't give that enough credit. Yeah, I think this was under the radar. Um, but this leads me back to, I'm not taking anything away from Cam and Yaya. They're both fantastic. To this point, Trevin had only said prone like once. He said it like 19 times in this match. At some point, maybe the next time Trevin is on, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to fucking tally mark the number of times he says prone because it is too damn high. It is ridiculous. And I understand the meaning he's using is vulnerable. However, he's using it incorrectly. <laughs> I'm laughing because I know for a fact you'll actually do it. I'll be a goddamn right of He'll be like, God damn it! No, because you were sitting there listening to me watch this going, God damn it, he did it again! <laughs> and you're like, he said prone again? Yes! Oh. Trevin, for the love of God, stop. Stop saying prone. Say vulnerable. Say, you know, anything else but prone. Unless they are physically laying down in the prone position on their stomach. That's it. Alright. Next up... And people think I'm salty about shit. (laughs) We haven't talked about this because we haven't recorded in so long. Lucky Ellie versus Darius Lockhart. So, I got some shit to say. Um, And I understand why it happened and why it goes this way because it's part of wrestling. Lucky is a very, very talented guy. I think he's got charisma. I think he's good in ring. All that shit. I think he's a very talented guy. However, I hate when you have to stoop to the lowest common denominator to get heat. Yeah. And he got heat at Pure the night before, and we were informed of this because I couldn't make it. Um, He body shamed a woman in the crowd. Yeah. That's never fucking okay, dude. There are a few things I've seen him do... Where I'm just like... Yeah, it's multiple things. This this crosses a line. This isn't okay. I get I get you're trying to get heat. You're young. You're going for the easy, cheap heat. But... But, dude, you're better than that. You can be better than that. You can get heat without body shaming. You can get heat without... I mean, do the cheap heat of, oh my god, this town. Like, that's yeah, better this than... is the worst town I've ever been in. Yeah, that's better You can't better do that because it's someone else's gimmick, but you know what, what we mean. But yeah, some of the shit you have said slash done Just definitely crosses talk. the line. Swing it by somebody if you're thinking of doing it. My thing like, is, would you say it to someone in your family? Or would you, or in front of your family? Would you say it at a club to a random person? No, because you're I not. Mean, I, I mean, some know. people might. But. Some people would. So I I want to be able to invest in Lucky, but I'm not going to if he's using that stuff. For yeah, you. that's that and goes I'm, beyond. I'm not going to dislike you because you're a heel. I'm going to dislike you because I think. Y'all gotta remember, this is a show that didn't interview MJF. Because because he's a racist piece of shit! Because he cut a racist promo on Darius. Um, And we will probably never get that opportunity again, because he's all elite, but... Oh no! We didn't get to talk to a racist piece of shit? (laughs) Man, that's the worst. Um, I'm so sad. Now, Aww. off the getting shitty heat from T 
terrible sources. Uh, this was actually a really good match. I feel like it could have gone longer. Um, which, I mean, I feel like every Darius match could be an hour long and I'd be cool. But, uh, yeah. More uh, haymakers! More haymakers for everyone. Uh, yeah, that's really all I got. Lucky needs to get eat without body shaming. And it was a good match. Could have gone longer. Alright. Next match. I was super wary about, but I was pleasantly surprised by. I'm listening. Teddy Hart versus Saeed al Oh, man. I love Saeed. Everybody loves Saeed. I love watching him work. Here's the thing about Teddy Hart. So smooth. Here's the thing about Teddy Hart. Oh, apparently we're not we're not gonna. We'll get to Saeed. Okay. Teddy is a fucking crazy person. Just like batshit insane. I sent you the article that summed up some of it. Yeah, I read some of that article, and, and you stopped because you were like, "This is a goddamn crazy person." I was like, ah. Um, <laughs> I watched the shoot interview with best friends like years ago. So when Teddy Hart was booked, I was like. Ooh, this could go badly. This could go really badly and feel really weird and not good. He also has a habit of bringing cats to the ring with him. Like, literal, physical, live animals. (laughs) Um, Don't do that. God, I hate those metaphysical cats. (laughs) Uh, Anyway... Um, I was pleasantly surprised, one, that Teddy Hart didn't bring a cat. Two, he was super fucking nice when he I met him. Really, really nice guy. Um, and I'm kind of impressed that he has a pre-done, very rehearsed speech. That was the one thing I didn't like. But what impresses me is he made it sound... If you weren't paying attention, it sounded genuine. But if you realized he didn't say the name of the place or the company, you were like, you say this everywhere. I completely disagree with that assessment. That's fine. It felt very canned to me. Like, not that what he was saying wasn't genuine, but you very much could tell, this is a speech I use everywhere. Yeah. Because Um, it was... I made sure not to say the name of the town, the promoter, the company, company. (laughs) Um, even what region of the world I'm in. (laughs) Yeah, well, he may not fucking know. It's Teddy Hart. Yeah, so I I completely disagree with your assessment of that. Again, that's fine. That's... Oh, I know it's fine. Yeah, uh, like, I'm not going to argue, but... I'm sure people think you and I can't take difference of opinions because of how feisty we get on here. We can. We just aren't going to back down just because you tell us to. We agree to disagree on a lot of stuff. Yep. Um, so back to the actual wrestling. Saeed is smooth as fuck. So. Uh, it's not just the wrestling. Everything he does. Yeah, he just So was this moves. the match? There was a match with Saeed where I was so worried he was going to get hit in the face with his own buckle from his uh, vest. I can't remember. I don't know because we've seen three Saeed matches the past three months. So I don't remember. I didn't notice that rewatching. 
But there was a match he was in where yeah, it was like, so oh my god, he's I don't understand how he doesn't like die of heat stroke wearing that all that. Maybe it's moisture wicking. Maybe, but still, goddamn, that's a lot of extra stuff. Um, but I love Saeed. He's amazing. I know some people have told us, like, I don't get it. You know what? Sometimes it's just fucking fun. Like, you just let the moves be cool and don't worry about it. Um, but I feel like Saif has more than that. Like, there's... I'm Saif is not a spot monkey. He's like the James Bond of... Yeah, it's very, like, I'm James Bond in a room of 60 henchmen, and I'm gonna very gracefully take out all of them. Yeah. It's yeah. just I, I so fucking smooth. Good metaphor. I love him. And then, so with that, Teddy Hart, I was kind of worried. I was like, I've seen him wrestle on, like, WrestleCon and stuff, but, I mean, does he know who Saeed is? Does he care about this crowd? Like... Are we just going to get a canned Bret Hart tribute match? Nope. Teddy was fucking awesome. Saeed and Teddy fucking killed it. And kind of stole the show, and I didn't expect that. So, and that that's on a match on a card with DLC. So, yeah. So that's saying a lot. Yeah. Is what that's saying. This was one hell of a match. Like, it was good enough. I wanted to meet Teddy Hart afterwards. And I was just for like the experience to be able to have a Teddy Hart story. I was like, yeah, let me go talk to him. Um, Whereas he, I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna sit over here with my gummy bears. Yeah, I got a free eight by ten too. Gummy bears. So thank you, Teddy Hart, for that. Um, all right, next one. Tag team turmoil started out with the Syndicate versus International Superstars. I love the International Superstars. I do too. We need them back more. I love please. them. And we need the other international superstar, superstars, too, because there's more of them that we haven't met. I would like to meet them. Um, I don't know. I'm good with the ones we have. I know. The two we have are great, but I'm saying if they have friends and girlfriends who are as awesome as they are, I would like to see them on the car. That's their. That's one of their girlfriends? Yeah, it's Joey Osborne's girlfriend. She's pretty. Yeah. I haven't seen her wrestle, but she's pretty. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's probably more than pretty, but that's all yeah, I can yeah. definitively comment on. So, this is pretty good. But, of course, um, Syndicate is two big badasses with Montana and TJ. And no, because we were all thinking you meant Tommy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, so, Syndicate okay. beats international superstars, unfortunately. So, superstars go out. Then the next is one of my favorite tag teams on the indies right now. One of the smartest names on the indies right now. It is. It is so good. Two of our favorite people in wrestling. Two of our favorite people. Two of our favorite people. Period. Endo sentence. The Kinsey scale. If you don't know what that is, guys, seriously, look it up. It's a genius name. Educate your fucking self. And if you can't read, go watch the movie with Liam Neeson. Really? There's a movie? Yeah, there's a whole biopic. I watched it in college. It's great. Um, so anyway. I learned how to say that word the other day. What? Biopic. Oh yeah, you were saying biopic. I was like... I mean, granted, I, I didn't say it out loud before that instance, but yeah. I was still excited to learn something well, new. Kat and I both 
will correct each other on a word. Because the thing is, we aren't trying to, like, put each other down. We're just like... You're saying that wrong. Are you saying that wrong, or have I said it wrong for the past 20 years? You know? So, we, uh, we looked it up, and for once, I was right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the first time that's happened. Yeah, As far it as words. It is. Because... So, he was super excited. I was like, yes! So, I was right. So, anyway, Kenzie Scale comes out. Um, it was fun, but Syndicate eventually DQs themselves. As they are apt to do. Then, as they get DQ'd, they just don't really leave. They kind of hang out outside. I'm a little pissed about this part of the booking. I understand why it went down this way. The next team was Southside Films. Bobby Valentine Movie Mike. I fucking love them. You do. They're, They're good people. They're nice people. They're entertaining. Okay, yeah, maybe the ring work isn't the, you know, PWG level, but you don't need that every match. Sometimes you need just a guy who's pretending to be a director. He's not pretending. He's a filmmaker. I'm sorry. He is a filmmaker. He is a filmmaker. Um, So, I was like, holy shit, we're getting Kenzie Scale versus Southside Films? Fuck yeah! Fuck. Syndicate beat the fuck out of everybody. Yeah, it was a bummer. I was like, damn it. Didn't even let Mike and Bobby, like, get a couple shots in. It was definitely a bummer. Very disappointing there. I need I need that Kenzie Scale Southside Films match to happen this summer so I can go. I'd watch the shit out of it. Yeah, it would be a blast. Would that make you go to Pure? Mm, maybe. Maybe? Alright. Um... Alright, so, since Southside Films never really makes it to the ring, they are beaten, I guess. Um, I, did Syndicate put Kenzie Scale on top of them or something? Because Syndicate beat the shit out of everybody. Remember. I don't remember either. Um, but anyway, next out is Filth, and I, I enjoy Filth. Um, and again... That's Sleaze and Mason Miles, not just me pretending to roll in garbage. What? Uh, Huh? What? If somebody says, like, I love filth, it would sound like they like to roll in garbage. Those people aren't aren't listening to this podcast. (laughs) God. Sometimes you just say dumb shit. Anyway, filth being... This is one of those times. Being ultimate opportunists. Uh, You're not Wilbur. Kenzie Scale has had the shit beat out of them, so Phil pins them. And our final... Uh, no, not our final. Never mind. I was going to say that. That's not. Next up, Monster Squad. I love Monster Squad. I think they're great. I they, think they're great wrestlers. I think they're great guys. I think their character work is top-notch. Yep. I have nothing but good things to say about they, them. They are both so good. And they're getting better. And I had a talk with um, one of the Cutshaw personas the the other day. It sounds like you're a father. I had a talk with... (laughs) I mean, one, y'all gotta understand how long he's been doing this. He's been doing it like 15 years. Really? Yeah, he's been wrestling forever. One. I did not know that. Two, 
We need to stop calling Josh Cutshaw underrated. He's amazing. He is amazing. He should be on any show you want to be entertaining. Um, it doesn't matter whether he's at a brewery, at PWX, at Fest. He's always great. He always delivers. I will yeah. I will give you that. Yeah. I, I really enjoy watching them. Yeah. So much. And it's so much fun. Like, I mean, Brash is just getting better and better in the ring. But so much fun when Cutshaw gets hit in the head. You're like, ooh. To be like, oh shit, who's coming? Who's coming out? Because sometimes you get Tommy Cutshaw. We've only gotten Tommy Cutshaw once. Sometimes you get James Drake Cutshaw. Have we had a Yep, we did. We did once. We enjoy it. It's awesome. Um, My exact note on this is Monster Squad wins because they're fucking awesome. They are fucking awesome. And then, to close out, Monster Squad versus Drew Adler and Tracer X. Um... I am absolutely loving Adler and Tracer. Like, it's fantastic. I think it's hysterical. They make sense. They make sense, but they also kind of hate each other. So it's fun. What I was going to say is they make sense, but it's not... I don't dislike it, but it's also not my... You like them much more than I like them. I mean, you love Tracer. But I think the problem is they haven't... It's not their in-ring chemistry that they haven't found. I think it's their tag team chemistry Yeah. that they haven't quite found. Like, I know they're supposed to kind of... Still be at odds because they're yeah. not the best of friends. Yeah. But I either need them to fully go there or... Do, do you watch... Become a conglomerate. Do you watch the, like, backstage promos and stuff? That nope, goes? you should be able to tell me a story in ring and I, fully tell I'm me not disagreeing, but that's why I'm falling in love with Adler and Tracer together. Because their promos are just goddamn hilarious. Um, should be able to tell me a full story in ring. I really, really love... I, I'm not meaning this as a negative... I love that Tracer has come out of his shell so much. Because when we first started watching him, he wouldn't have been cutting promos like this. So, I love he's getting some humor in there and getting to be a personality and be himself and have fun with it instead of just being like, oh, I'm the guy that does a 450, you know? I need him to do an inverted 450. Like, I I want him to work on that. I want that to be his next big thing. Because I 100% believe he could do it. Fair enough. Uh, so, Monster Squad wins, becomes the number one contenders for tag team belts. Uh, my note was, they deserve it. Billy keeps getting better, and Cutshaw is the best character work in the game. That is true. Yep. Alright. This leads us to the main event. And I'm going to borrow a quote. Here's myself. From our good friend Kiefer. Oh, okay. Who debuted on our Adam Brooks interview on the show. So yeah! Kiefer, welcome to official eligibility for the Pixel. When Elijah, Corey, and Slim J were in the ring together, he went, you know, I really want to watch this match, 
But none of those men are Darius Lockhart. <laughs> He's not wrong. <sighs> and I'm not meaning that to knock Slim Jerry at all. They're screwing Slim J by putting them, like, in by this, associating yeah. them in this yeah. match. Um, and my note on this is, I like Slim J, but I don't understand why this match went down this way. They're it, really souring me on him. Like, yeah. I I was never super jazzed about him. Yeah. But you kept on, and, and he does some cool shit. Yeah. But the more that they've done with him recently, the more I'm like, oh, I really... This I think he, I his wrestling is on point. Yeah. I think his character is a little dated. Um, I, and I think if they could just shift that, he might be okay. Um, yeah. So, here's the thing. We were so upset by the booking of this match. We did fast lane picks during this match. Live. We did. We literally passed the phone down the front row and ignored this match. Yep. Um, I actually have no idea what happened in this match. So, Rise of a Champion is supposed to be the mania. It's supposed to be the ultimate triumph of a person who has toiled and worked their way up through PWX. Every year I've been, there's been somebody who, to borrow from WWE... Has reached the mountaintop. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I don't feel like Slim J reached the mountaintop after this. And watching it back, it was fucking crickets in that arena. Like, just dead. Yep. Um, and the thing is, like, I hate Elijah. But we're supposed to hate Elijah. Yeah. At this point, we didn't really have a reason to hate Hollis, other than he sucks. I mean, I 100% don't believe he deserves to be anywhere near a main event. Especially if he just, Especially not for the fucking belt. Yeah. Um, Like, uh, if he's in a main event... At a non-title show, whatever. I still don't think but, he deserves that. Yeah, I know. I'm His ring you. work doesn't deserve that. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. I, it has nothing to do with heel or not. So, His ring work just sucks. Here's the thing that I'm struggling with, Corey. And this is my bit of constructive criticism for this. Elijah, we hate. Elijah has built a storyline, has built an image, has built... A rep for us to hate him. Yeah. Hollis literally elicits no emotional response other than go away. That's it. And confusion towards crop tops. Yeah, and confusion towards crop tops. But that's not really emotional. That's just more like, huh, I'm so bored. I'm paying more attention to your crop top. And your ring rust. And your ring rust. Um, I'm not saying Hollis couldn't turn it around. I'm not saying... I don't know. I'm pretty much like... They're short of him coming out and wowing me with some Lucha Libre shit. There's pretty much nothing he could ever do to make me give a shit. I think... 
He could show me that teeny tiny baby giraffe from what commercial was that years ago? Direct TV? No you know the one that runs on the little. There's a Russian guy that had it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was yeah, it Direct yeah, yeah. TV? Whatever commercial that was. He could bring out that teeny tiny giraffe, which I love and personally would like to have as a pet. Scientists, get on it. And I still wouldn't give a shit about him. I'd be excited about the teeny tiny giraffe, though. Yep. I'd be like, yeah, bring back that teeny tiny giraffe. Oh, we have to see Hollis? I mean, if I have to, for the teeny tiny giraffe. So. That's where I'm at. Yeah, and I understand being there. Because you never got to see Entertaining Court. I never got to see Left Turns, Hollis. Right. So, I know it's still there. And you Is know it, what? though? How many While years we're on this, that? While we're on this, I'm going to go ahead and address... We listened to a podcast where we got the man, not the character. It didn't really change my mind. It didn't change my mind in a good way. Um, it's... I'm not saying... The guy doesn't have value somewhere. But at this point, his booking into the main event, his booking to win Battlefield X, his booking to be a focal point when he's been gone for nine or ten months is hurting PWX. Yep. And And it's bad storytelling. And on top of that, it wasn't a surprise. Like... You bring somebody back, it's supposed to be a surprise. Oh shit, I didn't know he was coming back. We knew from the first goddamn video. Also, if you come out with a fucking eye patch on and you take it off before you even get to the goddamn ring, why did you even wear it? That was that was Battlefield. He didn't wear it after that. Whatever. I'm but still, still pissed yeah. off about that. Yeah. Um Yeah, we just I Oh, so many things about all of this piss me off. We completely disregard everything that happened in that godforsaken, long-ass feud. Well, no, we were still regarding it at this point. But, I mean, he his eye should have been gone. He should have yeah. come back, like, more badass. Yeah. You should have some character evolution in some way, if you've right. been gone for nine months, but you come back and you're the exact fucking same except ring rustier, get the fuck out. I have no place for that in my life. Yeah. Kat and I agree on this. Good character work can make up for... for bad in-ring work? Can make up for bad in-ring work. There are plenty of guys who are not my favorite in-ring people... But their character work is good, so I'm cool. There, there's a bunch of guys at Turbo who, okay, they're not gonna, they're not gonna make an XT anytime soon. But they're fun to watch. They're enjoyable. They're entertaining. Because they can tell a story. Yeah. Hollis has not entertained in a long time. Um. Or ever, if you're me. If you're Cat, she's never seen entertaining Hollis. So, that's my thing. Um, He's never well, shown me he can do anything... Other than jump off the ...on his the own. <laughs> yeah. Because when I, when I came in, he was with Adam Page. Yep. And For a few months, then Adam went to New Japan. And he never... He was always like, the, I'm going to get my ass kicked, and then Adam Page is going to get the hot tag, and then I'm going to be dead. 
And then it became the whole thing with Skylar, where Skylar was carrying it. And maybe he can go. I don't know. But I've never seen him do anything that shows me he is talented himself. It's always someone else's work. I've seen him have good matches with people who are ridiculous. Like Jonathan Gresham. Um, do you remember him? You're going to have to give me more than just a name. The octopus. The, yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. Jonathan Gresham is next level. I saw Gresham and Hollis have a good match before. Um, I've seen Hollis have a good match. But Did he do the work or was he carried? I don't I feel I don't like he gets carried it's been a lot. so damn long. But I'm with you that there should, there should be some fucking commitment to the bit. Like, if you're gonna say, I'm a character wrestler, which he does, then I need some commitment to your character. Or, you can't do both. You can't be like, I'm a heel, so I don't hang out after the shows and talk to people. But then, do whatever the fuck you want during the show. Alright. So anyway. Um, yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that main event. I couldn't even watch it on the playback. Wow. Like, I was like, yeah, I just don't I just care. don't want to watch this. Yeah. I was like, I was 20 minutes from done with the show. And I kept stopping it and kept stopping it and watching other shit. And I'm like, it's not good. So, I'm just not going to watch After it. Rise of a Champion. Like we said, there was some great stuff on Rise of a Champion. But overall, but it did not. Leaving Rise of a Champion, we deliver. were like, oof. We, we were definitely concerned. Yes. Um, because I've never seen a Rise of a Champion go... Not go over well. Um, the crowd wasn't into a lot of stuff they should have been into. Like, the one thing I can say the crowd was hyped for was DLC. Which was fantastic. But there were, there were other great matches on the card that deserve some credit. So. Yep. Anyway, point being, we were concerned. Next month in Gastonia, match announcements start coming out. Because we were considering Saturdays are really, really hard for me. Um, and I've said that a million times on shows. Saturday shows, if it's not summer, are almost goddamn impossible for me. And I was like, maybe we'll just watch this one from home like we did with Battlefield because it was on Saturday. Yep. And we'll be good. Then the match announcements came out. This was fucking Rise of a Champion. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it was ridiculous. I was like, shit, there's no way I'm missing this show. So, I, I thought I would be good, but I had some serious issues on getting there, and I didn't feel better from them for about half the show. So, that's why I don't do shows on Saturday, unfortunately. I mean, it has to be something special for me to risk it. Um, the birthday show, similar was situation. Was so worth it. So worth it, but similar situation yeah. happened. Um, I just, I did not feel great, but it was a blast. So, Heroes and Villains was in Gastonia. We had Patrick Price and Jason Cade on commentary. I enjoyed it. I thought they were good together. Patrick kind of being the voice of the company 
and Cade being the voice of dissent is a good dynamic. Um, so the opener is Hollis versus Serpentico. And here's my main concern. They mention the feud over and over and over. Usually when they do that, there's a reason. I know you said not to on your show, but I don't care. For the love of God, don't do this. Please don't make us go through this again. Do not make them feud again. If they want to tag and not be relevant, that's fine. But do not have them feud again. Because at this point, it makes no goddamn sense for them to feud again. It literally would make zero sense. It made zero sense that it fucking took as long as it did. And then the blow-off didn't matter. Yeah, the blow-off wasn't the blow-off. Um... Where was I going with this? Hollis, blow off, whatever. Alright, so, yeah, that concerns me how much they're talking about it. Please don't go back to that. Please. We've seen it. It's been done. We hated it then. You know what? It was said on a podcast, so I'm going to say this. Kevin Kelly said that feud was perfection. That feud was dog shit. Uh, If you believe that feud was perfection, cool, good for you. That doesn't mean you should do it again. If it was perfection, don't fuck with it. And the rest of us didn't like it. So, Because I feel like that feud is very polarizing. You either thought it was one of the greatest stories ever. Or you wanted or to you walk went, out. Oh my god, if they keep this going, I'm not coming back. Um, so, anyway. And I don't think... It's not a talent problem between that feud. It's a booking problem. The At the live shows, because this feud was the year I did a top five with Jamal and Matthew, yeah. so I went back and rewatched everything. The feud came off better on the recordings because the commentary was helping explain things and put shit together. It didn't make sense live, which meant there was no reward at the end for anybody. I didn't want to see anyone get their ass kicked. I just didn't want to see I didn't want to see anyone win. I didn't want to see anyone get their ass kicked. I just didn't want to see it. My favorite parts of Final Chapter were Katie and the Ducks. Sorry. Not sorry. I'm not sorry at all. I'm sorry I had to witness it. Um, so... Then, further in commentary, and I, this sounds like a you quote, so I think it was you. <laughs> they were like, man, we got two mysterious figures in Serpentico and Hollis. There is nothing mysterious about Hollis except maybe why he wears crop tops. Yep, that was me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that sounds like Kat, so I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Um, that was definitely me. Yeah. And then, okay, so one of my things with commentary is you need to be you need to be honest about what the crowd is doing because when they're not doing what you say, it's 
it's obvious. blatantly obvious. So, an exact quote from commentary was, both of these guys impressing the guest, the guest on your crowd. No, the crowd was no. dead. <laughs> the crowd was dead, and there was just one impressing the crowd. His name is Serpentico. Just saying. Alright, so, and my exact note after this is, bullshit, Hollis over Serpentico. And Hollis clean over Serpentico. That's a fucking problem to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I'll get more and I'll go back to that later. Alright, next match is one we were very, very stoked about. Revolt versus Best Friends. Um, this match alone made me go, I have to go to this show. Because I love Chucky e. T. I am more impressed with Trent every time I watch him. They're fucking fantastic. And when they're together, it's even better. So, yeah. They, Revolt comes out. It wasn't supposed to be a title match. And so they were like, yeah, let's make it a title match. And we're like, okay. And the fans were like, okay. So they asked Patrick. Patrick is on commentary and goes, I do what the fans want. That's not true either. Jason Cade immediately responds with, then why do you keep giving them John Schuyler? Yes! Done. Done. Yes! Done. Done. I was like, yep, yep, I'm, I'm in. In of that 100%. Alright. So, this match was fantastic. Um, I feel like not enough people are talking about it. Like, it was good. Which <laughs> which you would expect of those four people. You would. Um, I just... My enjoyment was affected by my illness that night. But going back and watching it... Why the fuck was it second on the card? I, I don't know. It, like, you have... That would be a perfect post-intermission match. Because everybody can invest in it. But, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the one deciding those things. Now, maybe Best Friends needed to catch a flight somewhere so they had to go on early. But then open with it, you know? I don't know. Alright, next match was goddamn fantastic. And we need more of this now, damn it, is my exact note. We need more of this now, damn it. Savannah Evans versus Angel fucking Rose. Yes! Also, I think her name now is Diamante. It is. But, I don't give a shit. We met her as Angel Rose. She's amazing. She recognized my shirt and I was so excited. Yep. Yep. Um, Savannah's ridiculous. Like, Rick. I feel like, again, not enough people are talking about how good of a wrestler Savannah is. Like, I think she might be one of the top unsigned women. Um, and we all know... I'll give you that. We all know Diamante Angel is amazing, so... God, so fucking good. I need... If Savannah's gonna be there, I need a women's title. I'm sorry. Just do Stop it. Stop saying you're sorry because you're not! <laughs> just, just find a way to get them a belt. Even if there is no belt for a hot minute, 
that there needs to be, or if you need to team up with Queens of Combat and or just give have me it be gender matches, have it be the QOC division on PWX. Whatever, I don't care. Just give us more of this. Give us more talented women kicking some fucking ass. Because women can take bumps and give bumps and are badass as fuck. Damn right I can. Alright, so. There's our commentary on Savannah and Angel. Alright, next up was Harlem versus Jame of Thrones. Jame of Thrones. Um, No, you can keep chanting. That's fine. Uh, Harlem is just been on a tear lately. He has been. Like, every match is good. And, again, it goes back to tell a fucking story. Which he does. Harlem doesn't really have, like, a clear-cut character. But he tells a story. But his in-ring storytelling is so damn good, who cares? He's really, really... He's been killing it since he got back. Um, and the fact his finisher is called Straight Cash, homie, is like one of my favorite things right now. Um, <laughs> like, how how do you not love that finisher name? Um, but yeah, this was good. Um, we didn't actually, I didn't watch these back like I did Rides of a Champion because they were more recent. But Har- Harlem's killing it, and if you don't believe us, go watch the matches. Alright, ready for the next one? I'm ready. So, after Harlem beats Jane of Thrones, we get a John Skyler promo. Which no one wants. Like, can't let Ethan do the talking. I mean, he Ethan is Mr. PWX. He is. And since it was Team PWX offering him a spot for War Games... Mr. PWX should do the asking. But, alright, whatever. So, Harlem accepts. Then, they drop. We needed someone hardcore, someone with experience. And I got super fucking excited because Skyler's old faction was called The Experience. And they had Steve Carino. And they had Hangman Page. They had all these really good people. Around Skylar and Hollis. And then it got announced. Not that I disliked this person. It was Tommy Dreamer. Coming to War Games. So I I enjoy Tommy Dreamer. But it wasn't... It wasn't something that made me more excited for War Games. If that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Um, I like Dreamer. I met him. Super nice dude. Uh, he we talked about my Serpentico shirt because he didn't know who it was, and then I broke kayfabe a little and told him. And he's like, "Oh, I know him." I was like, "Yeah." And then Tommy Dreamer said he was going to steal that shirt gimmick. So Serpentico talked to Dreamer, and maybe you can get some uh, royalties or something. All right. So Dreamer got announced. Uh, when did they announce TJP? Same time. Uh, yes. Okay. So, TJP was also announced to be at War Games. It was kind of unclear at first, like, was TJP in War Games, but... Oh, I I wasn't confused, but... 
Uh, some people were. Alright. Next up. Um, a match I didn't know we needed, but made perfect sense once we got it. Saiv versus Darius Lockhart for the ITV championship. This was so fucking good. Um, literally had people in tears. Which, I can't really blame them. Both these guys have such strong characters in and outside of the ring. And they stand up for what they believe and they represent positivity. And it it... It's just wonderful to put these two guys together. Um, I would have preferred a tag team, but hey, it's happened other places. But that's fine. Saeed versus Darius. They didn't want to fight at first. They didn't. And then they just... They killed it for the next, like, 15, 20 minutes. Do you see the stance right here? This is how I feel about that match. Yep. Yep. It's very good. Very good. (laughs) Um... (laughs) That's what that dance sounded like, y'all. Now, I was very, very surprised by the result. But at the same time... I was hella conflicted. I wasn't mad. match. But I wasn't mad. No. So, Saeed got the win. Lucky interfered, didn't he? Yes. Okay. Which is how Saeed got the win. Because Saeed specifically could have taken the cheap shot and, and, and won and didn't. Yeah. So Lucky interfered and cost Darius his belt to Saeed. But you know what? If it's going But, but, but he didn't cost Darius his belt because Saeed didn't take the, the easy way out. Fair enough. He may have taken an opportunity, but he didn't. Literally chair shot him. Yes. Yeah. Saeed still won it. Yeah. But it wasn't like a 100% clean win. So, since Darius has dropped the TV belt, um, I'm okay with what's going on with Darius right now. It seems like they're bringing in people for him every month. Um, but, man, I... I didn't expect Darius to drop that belt this soon. Um, I'm glad there's only two people I probably would have been okay with him dropping it to, and Saeed was one of them. So, I'm cool. No, you're not. Don't lie to these people. (laughs) No, I'm a giant fucking nerd who's been talking for an hour and a half about wrestling. Uh, Man, you're doing well. Only an hour and a half? Right? I thought this was going to be like a three-hour episode. It's probably just going to be like two. Um, Yeah, go watch Saeed versus Darius. Darius, we love you. I love strong, powerful, influential men for good reasons. Yep. And both of these guys are. Yeah. You can... Do things and go, wrestling's a job and it's a work and I don't associate my personal life with the work. Or you can use the wrestling to help people better themselves. Yeah, they're positively using their platform. And Saeed and Darius both try to get people to better themselves, so I'm good with that. Alright, next match. (laughs) 
he squished Elvis. <laughs> I made him a clam. Did he love it? I mean, he didn't leave, so. Okay. Um, next match, we got Drew Adler, and it had been announced earlier in the show. Everybody thought Tracer X was his mystery tag partner. But he wasn't! But he wasn't. We got Stuart Snodgrass. Okay, so this match made me think of something specifically. Yes. And I, I haven't had a chance to tell Drew, probably because I forget, because I'm extremely ADD. You're supposed to drink your pre-workout 30 <laughs> minutes prior to working out. So when you just drink it when you're walking out, it's not doing you any good. It's true. Until like 30 minutes into the match, and then you get a jolt. But I mean, And I mean, most matches aren't 30 minutes. So. Yeah. Especially so you're really screwing yourself here. Um, yeah, but Adler's just disdain at having to work with Stewart was really funny. Stewart Did is, Stewart give him that medal? I don't know. I don't know where the medal came from. I want to know the story behind the medal. Um, but Stewart is another one of those examples. He doesn't have to do much in ring. Because he's so damn entertaining. His character work is top notch. And I I don't know if you've watched any of his promos, but he books himself like he builds himself from his mom's basement. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yep. And then during his promos, sometimes Mama Snodgrass will like cut in and yell something to him and stuff. Um he fought Jamie at Pure last week, and basically during his promo, he started freaking out because he realized Jamie could be his first kiss. <gasps> like good freaking out or bad freaking out? Not like homophobic freaking out. Just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, freaking out. Um, so yeah. I really meant like fangirling or like I'm not prepared freaking out. That's no, what I, I was asking. I don't know. Um, so anyway, Monster Squad versus... Adler and Stewart, this was a blast. So much good character work in this. I mean, even Adler's character work is on point. Yeah. So, really, really good. Enjoy I mean, it. even though I'm a immensely. student, I'll never stand up in the student section. Yeah, no, no. Play Sandstorm and maybe. Here's the here's the thing. He wouldn't be as great as he is if he wasn't sort of like... A douchebaggy baby (laughs) A cocky douchebag jock. Like, he would not be nearly as entertaining as just, like, a regular guy. Well, I mean, no one's entertaining in wrestling if they're just a regular guy. that's true. Because because you know who's just a regular guy? Corey Hollis. Corey Hollis. And he's boring as fuck. You know who else is just a regular guy? John Skyler. John Skyler. Okay, another piece of constructive criticism while we're on that. If you're going to have a nickname, make sure your nickname actually fits you. And don't just steal them from friends of yours. And people that you worked with once? Well, more than once, but still. Bruiserweight, Pete Dunne. Yeah. Sorry, man, Pete Dunne's... Stop apologizing when you don't mean it! You're not sorry! Pete Dunne owns that name. It's over. You cannot be a Give it up. <laughs> then we get the Southern Savior. Found out there was a guy before that called himself the Savior. And Skylar borrowed that shit from him. <laughs> Calls himself the top prospect. 
He didn't win the fucking top prospect tournament. He didn't win Mr. PWX, yet still fucking uses that uh, title. He will take any title and just build. So, have you ever heard the phrase that your foundation is built on a bed of lies? Yes. His foundation is built on a bed of Other nicknames that he doesn't actually own. Oh, and uh, this last one's going to piss you off to no end. You ready? I'm ready. This is most recent. The blue collar. Sounds familiar, right? Mm-hmm. Bulldog. Nope. Nope. Bitch. Nope. You cannot nope. steal from two people that much nope. better than you. Nope. Nope. Your entire foundation is a bed of nicknames you have stolen from people who deserve them. Yes. Stop! David Starr can give himself as many nicknames as he wants. White Mike can give himself as many nicknames as he You know why? They both have fantastic characters and they back their shit up. Yeah. Do you know who else used to be in PWX who gave themselves a fuck ton of nicknames and I hated when they did it too because they didn't deserve them? Overly decorative trunks. Oh, oh. Yeah, that douchebag. Yes! Ugh. Yeah. Assholes who just are like, I'm gonna give myself. It's Baron Corbin in the fucking Indies. Pretty much. Not pretty much. It's the exact same goddamn thing. John Schuyler and Patches McGee are both <laughs> Baron Corbin in the you. Indies. Alright. So. God, I fucking hate them. We're we're not going to top that, so I'm going to keep it moving. (laughs) Alright, next we got Syndicate versus Team PWX. So, Slim J, Ethan, and Skyler versus Elijah, Boss, and Montana, right? Because Cade was still hurt. Yes. Um, Alright, so the match wasn't the worst thing ever. But then... Slim J gets a beat down and gets hurt and gets taken out of war games. He gets he takes a gnarly fucking chair spot. Yeah, he takes a gnarly fucking chair spot. And the, so the syndicate was talking shit all night and like, we got a new member. We got a new member. And I'm like I'm scanning my brain going, who the fuck did they pick up? Like, who's from around here but also will be a big enough name that this would be this big a deal? You know, I couldn't think of anybody. So, at the end, when they're beating everybody down, they go, here comes our new member. And Corey Hollis's shit hits. Now, here's my thing. If you had put Corey Hollis in the syndicate and made him the Owen Hart of the syndicate's Nation of Domination, which people will understand if they watched a long time ago, I could have been like, alright, Hollis can do that. Because I can ignore that. I can't ignore him coming out as the new member of the syndicate and then magically turning fucking babyface. You mean that's not good storytelling? And on top of that... Really? To that, bring- you, you can't just... You can't just bring out somebody that people don't like? And then put them against people that you're not supposed to like, but you really like because they actually tell the truth? Yeah. 
and then you're you're supposed to cheer for them? that doesn't work. No, and you can't put them against someone that they feuded with for two goddamn Every. years and had a fucking shit ass blow off with, and then they disappeared into the night, and then they came back when no one wanted them, and you're magically going to love them. That doesn't work. I'm shocked. <laughs> Shocking. Clearly. Here's my other thing as a longtime wrestling fan. If you get to be the savior good guy at the end of the show. You should actually be good. You should lose your fucking match at the opener. Yeah. Because you don't need that shit to get over. You're going to get over at the end by being a babyface turn. So why the fuck did you have to beat Serpentico? Well, we need Serpentico to be a threat to this fucking demon shithead. Well, because there are some people out there in the world who have this spectacular skill. And it's a super, super... We thought only one person had it. Super, super flexible skill. (laughs) And I'm fairly certain Corey (laughs) Hollis is one of those people that has this skill. Y'all want to know it's bad. We love Ethan. Yes, very much so. We... Cat doesn't love Slim J, but we don't necessarily. I don't like hate Slim J. We don't J. hate Slim like, J. We don't go. We need you to go away. We we can. He does some it. cool shit. I yeah. appreciate some of the work he does. I understand some of what he does is exceedingly difficult, and no one else can do. But I can tell you right now, I could use a slightly different character because during this match, it's got some weird feelings to it. When Boss was murdering Skyler, I chanted "Thank you, Boss" yeah. several times. I chanted thank you to most of the syndicate for kicking Skyler's ass. Who, in case y'all I'm forgot, supposed to hate the syndicate. They they picked Doug up out of his chair uh-huh. and threw him against a wall. Like Boss was, did that. Yeah. Well, really? Uh, again, I thought it was Tommy, Doug. It could have been Montana. <laughs> I actually don't think Montana was... He was there, but he wasn't like there. There, yet. there. Like he was in it, but he, he had was like, bookings. Yeah, so in it in the background kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh my god! Like we shouldn't have to cheer for the syndicate. We should be able to boo them properly, <laughs> but we can't because they're telling the truth and giving people what they want, which is entertaining matches with good character work and good fucking storytelling. So yeah. Syndicate beats Team PWX. They get the advantage of more games. So frequently at PWX recently, I've been able to use the chant, some of these guys, and that's yeah. a problem. Well, and on top of that, I'm pretty sure it was us. It sounded like us on the video, because I, I did rewatch the end. When Hollis became a good guy, we chanted, we don't want this. <laughs> Probably us. Be- I don't. I mean, it's not just us, but it sounds like us. So it's my exact note on this is Hollis with the save. What the fuck? Throwing away that feud for no damn reason or explanation. And even on commentary on the playback, Patrick and I want to say Brett took over for Cade when Cade jumped in. Started going in his boot. Yeah, started going. We have no idea what's going on. We don't understand this at all. I'm like... No one does. We need an explanation then, motherfuckers. Ugh. No, instead of an explanation, I just need this to go away. This just needs to be one of those ideas that you're like, we tried it, it didn't work, scrap it. Alright, so... 
That was... Uh, also, Doug's note was written in all caps, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, it started out in a traditional font, and then it was just all caps, and I can hear him typing it, <laughs> like... Yeah. In my in my so, head, just like <laughs> That was heroes and villains. And I have to say And we had some heroes and we had some villains. Uh, and then we had some people who just shouldn't have been there. I have to say with heroes and villains This was the path back to old PWX for yep. me. It started feeling like it used to. Yeah it did. And I'm like, I don't know if it was just being in Gastonia and not Cabarrus and the crap. Gastonia's crowd kills it. It's always they, on fire. They are hot for every match. Doesn't matter how tired they are. Yep. There was no intermission because of high spots. Yep. Guys, I love we're streaming on high spots, but I need a fucking intermission. Just pause the speed for ten minutes. You know, let me go piss. Let me go get fries. It's okay. If they keep putting Skylar and Hollis and stuff, That's you our piss break. always have a piss break. Yeah. Um, so, here's some villains, though. We noticed, we were like, oh, okay, somebody's changing something. This feels different this month than Rise of a Champion. Somebody Rise of a Champion. Listening. Rise of a Champion made us worried. Heroes and Villains was like, all right, let, let's see what we do. Yeah, we, we had a very serious, genuine conversation about, okay, are we done with PWX? Yeah. After Rise of a Champion. Well, and it doesn't help, like, we need to be more careful with money and... All that stuff, but, um, anyway. Yeah, so, next show? Next Ready? show. War Games! Dun, dun, dun. I fucking love War Games matches, um, and we will get into that later. But, we open the show with a unannounced match. Stuart Snodgrass comes to the ring. I'm like, oh shit! I just burped. Um, I'm <laughs> was that how you responded? Yep. Or was that That's real exactly how I responded? No, that was real life. <laughs> Shoot. Uh, so anyway, Stewart comes out. I'm like, oh shit! Who's he gonna fight? This is awesome. Didn't expect to see Stewart here today. The syndicate beat the everlasting fuck out of Stewart, which Stuart. just hurts me a little inside. Because there was a time in my younger days, I was pretty much Stuart. I'm not that far from Stuart at the moment. I was going to say, in my younger days, does that mean 20 minutes ago? Yes. Um, so, the syndicate beats the shit out of Stuart. Team PWX runs out to fend him off. We get a brawl all around the place. Um, which, I appreciate... That stuff because it's fun, but at the same time, I can't see shit. When I can't happens. see shit, and y'all yell at us to not stand on the chairs. Not me, but other people. Yeah, because so, Doug brings his own. Yeah, so maybe I don't know. Figure out a way to do that closer to the ring so people can see it. Maybe. Nah, I'm not gonna bitch about it. I- Sammy, don't do that. I I agree. I can't see anything, but I think it's kind of cool when they go out into the into, the, into the, the the plethora of stuff. Um, but, but it is a problem. Straight up, we will never follow them outside. No, I will never do that. One thing that is a problem when they do that, though, is when the guys then want you to move 
And, and there are barricades, and you're yeah. like, well, I'm fucking trapped. Now, so. I will say at War Games, they put more space between the seats. Yeah. Um, if possible, keep doing that, because yeah. it was much better. Yes. I could actually semi-get out without um, moving chairs, which has never happened at Cabarrus before. Yep. So, keep that shit up. Um, and then, okay, so... People in wrestling, also on top of the not moving, they get in this bad habit of forgetting the shit's a story and start saying things that are, like, blatantly racist or start, like, yelling at the bad guys, like, in their face while they're trying to work. And I'm like, y'all... There are always shitty people. There will always be racist people. There will always be homophobic people. There will always be ableist. Because we live in a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad world. Alright, fair enough. Um, I mean, I would love to say that that is not the way things are, but... Like, I saw people directly behind the guys. There were some people who've been trying to sit in a row who are just racist pieces of shit. Yeah. Who I cannot I, stand. I wasn't, I wasn't going to call him out directly. Oh, I will. I know you will. <laughs> I know I you will. I am not afraid to look at a racist and say, you're a racist piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, there's being redneck, and then there's being that redneck. It has, nothing, it has nothing to do with redneck. It has everything to do with being a garbage person. Fair enough. Because uh-huh. you can be racist no matter where you grew up, no matter what ethnicity, race, creed, religion you are, and it can be against anyone. So it, it I think we see it a lot around here as being a redneck issue, but Fair it's enough. not. It just happens to be that the people we tend to loudest around here. Yeah, because of where we live. But uh-huh. no, I have no room in my life to have racist pieces of shit or homophobic pieces of shit who take it too far. Here's my thing and people are going to disagree with us on this but... Go for it. I understand it's wrestling and you're supposed to talk shit because trust me, nobody talks more shit than us. That's not true. There are people who talk more shit. But... There are no... There's no one who talks more shit directly to your fucking face though. We need to remember that there are real people behind behind these characters. characters. Guys, everybody fucking knows it's predetermined. (gasps) Alright? Right? You know it's fake, right? Yes. Yes, I know. And I've had to tell people that I work with. Yes, it's predetermined and planned. The storyline, and maybe the moves, but they still are real athletes, but they're still, and they're real fucking people. I point out the difference between, alright, if you actually wallop somebody in the head with a sledgehammer, they will die. So You will go to jail for That's usually murder. got some, some rigging to it. However, when you go through a table... You're going through a fucking table. <laughs> it's not a bed of clouds and pillows yeah. disguised to look so, like a table. Just just remember there are people behind this. Like some of our most hated wrestlers are some of our favorite people. Yeah. Um so just just remember before you yell something, 
if you would say it to the person when they're out of character, and if you wouldn't, don't say it. I can't keep you from thinking. I can keep you from being vocal about it. <laughs> Just well, if don't say it. Here's the thing. I have found with people who tend to be racist or homophobic or ableist or any of the inherently negative any things. Any of the ists. They tend to say that shit to people's face. Yeah, that's true. It's it, it at no point is it okay. It you can talk shit about a person's character. Y'all can't see She's my doing air, air quotes. quotes. But character I can talk about John Schuyler, the character, and then John Schuyler, the person. One thing I can't do, though, is judge either his character or his person based on his race, his religion, his ethnicity, because none of that matters. Yeah. It shouldn't matter. And anyone who their way of, like, Reacting to characters or people is to go after that shit well, doesn't belong and here's the thing. in this community. Here's the thing: like the if the guy is doing something in his character that is stereotypically that, yes, what then maybe if you know the guy and you can go back and forth and they said it's cool, I could be like, all right, whatever. But that's not what's happening. No. This is just shitty um, people saying shitty things. It's people saying shitty things when nothing related to the color of their skin or nothing related to their sexuality is happening in the match. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie is going to make some people uncomfortable. And you know what? People are allowed to feel the way they feel. But... But you're not allowed to say some shit. Yeah. And you're not allowed no. to try to attack these people because they are putting... Their bodies through something for our enjoyment. So you sit down, shut the fuck up, and say thank you. Alright. Or don't show up. Yeah, or watch at home where you can say whatever racist bullshit you want. I can call members of the syndicate pieces of shit because they're heels. Yes. And they do shitty, shitty things. Yes. They are pieces of shit. But it has nothing to do... With the fact that they're black. Yeah. Because well, I... Well, that doesn't matter. Right? And I'm not afraid to call out someone and say, man, that sounds really fucking racist. There's some shit that I've thought before and I'm like, hmm. I don't know if I'm thinking this because that's the way this seems or if I have some, like, embedded racism just from living where I live. And so I've sat down with people and I've had open discussions about it. And sometimes shit is uncomfortable. Yeah. But that's how you get past it is talking about it. But I am so fucking tired of fans especially saying and doing things to these wrestlers because of their race, because of their sexuality, because of anything that isn't their in-ring character work or their in-ring work. So... One of our friends, before they came to PWX, literally didn't know if it would be a safe place for them. And that's terrifying to me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that shouldn't be how it is. Every public place should be safe for anyone. It should be. But it's not. And you got to be aware and you got to be careful. I mean, there's places that I can't go because I know I'm going to get fucking mugged. Yeah. Um, there are places, you know, that just, I'm like... They don't give a shit about disability. I don't know. I ain't going to fuck with it. If I've told you this. So, my friend, who is also hard of hearing, and both of us sign and use it as a primary form of communication when we're in certain situations, um, we're planning a trip to Europe, specifically. We want to go travel and see the world. Her husband straight up told her, do not sign when you're overseas because people are going to see that as something to exploit that you can't hear and are going to try to hurt you or mug you. And the fact that anyone has that thought about anything mm-hmm. is awful. And I know how lucky I am because my disabilities are invisible. I'm white. I'm from fairly good means. Yeah. And I live in a country where I have, though I don't have equal rights to men, I have some fucking rights that other women don't have. So I know how lucky I am to live where I am and be given the opportunities I'm given. And so I I think about how shitty I feel sometimes in the world and how I get objectified and the things that I get targeted for... And how much that sucks. And so I'm, I try to make a very conscious effort not to step down when someone else does something shitty to someone else. Fair enough. It's just... There's no place for it. I don't want anyone ever to come to PWX, hear somebody say some shit, and be like, yeah, I'm not coming back because of that. Because yeah. I have been to shows that I was reluctant to go back to because of the shit that occurred in the crowd. Um, there's one show I actively skip the actual wrestling part if I go because one it sucks and two the crowd attacks the gay character. I'm not cool with that. Sorry. Yeah. Not sorry. So if you hear some racist I shit again. Yeah. If you hear some racist shit or some homophobic Just or any kind shut of Shut it down like a CM Punk channel. Any kind of fucked up shit that shouldn't be occurring. Say something. What I love... Or, come find me, and I'll fucking say something. What I love about fucking PWG, when that shit goes down, or places that don't have to be kid-friendly... Yeah. Is fuck that guy. Yeah. Because nothing puts a racist homophobe... In their place in like their a chance. ...than a entire crowd turning around and going, fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> so, yeah. Alright, now. That's your uh, life... Lesson Your moral episode. lesson for this episode? Wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. Yes! <laughs> Alright. We open more games. Um, revolts on early again, and I don't understand why. With Revolt and Monster Squad. I need a snack. My need social snack. justice warrior. It made, made you hungry. hungry. Hey, can you uh, bring me my giant drink while you're in there? Yes, I can. Okay, I'm not pausing the show. I'm just going to keep talking. Going. Okay, so we get Revolt vs. Monster Squad, four of our favorite people in the company. Um, Before I talk about the match, the lights were rough this month. I fucking 
fucking hate those giant standing lights. They are, I don't care where I sit, they are always right in my fucking retina level. So it's like, cool, I'm blind now, and it hurts. And y'all better be glad she was in the other room, because that was loud as fuck. Um, anyway, so, yeah, the lights made it really, really hard to see anything in the ring to our left. We were watching Shadow Wrestling, so I can't wait for the replay to drop, because I need to go, like... While that sounds cool as hell, it was actually awful. Yeah, it's really, really difficult to deal with. Yeah, um, the the ring that TJP was in, I basically didn't see any of that match because the lights. I know it's a production thing, but we need to think of a better angle or a different setup to have the lights not be directly in the front row's eyes. Well, I mean, it's not just the front row. But yeah, true. But, I mean, if you sit on the sides, it's not a problem. If you sit where we sit, it's a huge problem. Yeah, if you want to sit in good seats. Mm-hmm. You accept that you're missing a bunch of the show, and I'm not cool with that. So, Revolt Monster Squad was exactly what you would expect. Fantasticness from these guys. Um, I I really don't know what else to say. Like, Billy Brash is the only person who has ever not fallen for the Caleb Connolly. Wait! Yeah. yeah, I was so excited because that. And didn't Zane catch Billy on a slingshot stunner with thumb in the bum? Yeah, yeah. These guys showed they knew each other. It was great. They showed they knew each other's tricks. They beat the shit out of each other. It was so good. Um, I love this match. I love long term. I don't want to say rivals, but like. Matches of people who know each other really well, and they constantly counter. Like, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have an NXT match like that. And I want to say Sami Zayn did it with Neville, too. Where just every trick in the book, the other guy knows. It's not rivalry, it's just they have watched the videos, they've watched these guys wrestle, they've put in the work to have a good match opposing them. Yeah, I did. I really, really enjoy that style of match, and that's what this was. Everybody yep. knew what everybody was capable of, and just didn't fall for each other's tricks, and had a blast while doing it. What I, what I love about both these teams is they can work in the humor mm-hmm. with the badassery. Those are my favorite matches um, because it's just natural. Yep, and it, it really, really good. Revolt, keep bringing in people for Revolt. I mean, as long as they have the belts, they deserve it. They're awesome. Monster Squad, however, should not get pushed to the back for losing. No. Um, They are fucking ridiculous and need to be near the top of the card. I I agree. Yeah. Um, Brash uh, hurt his ribs a little bit on this one. Was a little bruised and sore. Not broken, though. Yeah, not broken, but, uh, so, just for, do you want to tell this story, because it's your story, about the sign, and for future reference, when dealing with workers? Yeah, so, I talked to Billy after the show, I think it was the day after, and 
I, I asked him, you know, how are the ribs? Are they broken? He's like, no, I'm just bruised up and sore. And I told him, I was like, I really wanted to come see you and give you a hug, but I knew you were hurting. So I didn't, he was like, well, I really appreciate that because people were just killing me with hugs. So I'm going to make him a sign. And it's basically going to say, you know, I'm sore. Uh, please don't touch. And it's, it's, he can put it out when he needs it and not have it out when he doesn't need it. But I know some of these guys just like, they put their bodies on the lines. They get the shit beat out of them. Even though the ending may be predetermined, they very much are doing these things. Uh-huh. And then people want to to talk to them and congratulate them and interact with them and love on them and I'm all for it, but sometimes you have to respect that these individuals are currently sore as fuck. Please don't touch them. I, I would like to point out, Brash was sore as fuck and yep. his ribs were beat to shit. Yes. But I was I was letting his line die down before I went and talked to him just because we know these guys at this point to where I don't want to get in the way of their line. Yeah. Because um, we buy merch, but, you know. But I'll, I'll PayPal. I'm also going to talk to you. I'll PayPal you and you can bring it to me at the next show. Yeah. Um, so, like, just the smile on his face the whole time, even though I knew he was sore, dying yeah. and, like, sore. Everybody came up just, hell yeah, just smile, listening, talking. I appreciate that. He's one of those um, guys that's so easy to interact with. Yeah, and he's just super positive. I've never heard him say anything negative. Like, even if he thinks it, he goes, you know, I'm thinking something negative, I'm not going to say it. And I, I can appreciate that. I don't go to that length. I say, fuck you, if I'm thinking that negative. I spread my negativity around. Mm-hmm. I let them become little negative trees. Um, Alright, so, next match. To oxygenate my enemies with. Next match was a rematch from Rise of a Champion. Mm-hmm. So, versus El Demon Azteca. Yeah! This was great, again. Serpentico's gear when he came out was so exciting. Was it the holographic? Yeah. yeah. It was so majestic. I loved it. I had not seen that gear before, I don't think. I don't think we have. It was pretty cool. It was. Um, very cool. This is great. Uh, I love what's going on here. And so, basically, at the end, uh, who won? So... I feel like Serpentico won, but Azteca beat the shit out of him. Azteca demasked him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's He his went thing. under the ring. He came back with a different mask. Serpentico won, won. and then a second Serpentico came out. But before that, Azteca was talking and was like, hey, did you think I was doing this for, like, my own reasons? Yeah. No, I'm a paid henchman, bitch. Like, that's basically what he said. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to bring out the person behind the scenes, basically. And it was... Evil Serpentico. And we were like, aw, shit. Do you know how much I would enjoy a Serpentico versus Serpentico match? I called it a mirror match. Yeah. But yes. 
Yeah. I, I I like my term much better. Yeah, it would be a mirror match. That's what they used to call it in Mortal Kombat. Um, but yeah. Well, I didn't used to play Mortal Kombat, I know. so... You just came up with it. It's from my brain. I know. I was not accusing it of being something you didn't create. I was just saying it was in Mortal Kombat back in the day. Um, so, we get two Serpenticos. I'm like, aw, shit. We, we loved this. Like... Yeah. This is one of our favorite things going on in the company right now. And the whole time I'm like, alright. Who would be pissed at Serpentico? Who is somebody he has a past with who would go to this link to fuck with him? And I only had one answer. And it was former tag partner. Los Bandejo. Yep. Um, Jay Rios... And the second Serpentico demasks himself, and it's Jay Rios. I With very different hair from the last time we saw him. Yeah, it's been a while. We haven't seen him in years. I know. I Did he get a lot buffer? Yeah. I thought so. He did. Um, Not that he I wasn't buffed before, but he's like... I think he's now. running a school now. Like, he's not just a trainer at a school, he's running it. Like, the difference between Rusev and the first time I saw Beastly. Where I was yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. Puff Rusev. Yeah, yeah. It was like that. Yeah, he, he's definitely put on some tone, for sure. Um, but yeah, I love this. I can't wait to see the match. I can't wait to see where it goes. This is the type of shit you can do several months in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm cool with this. Keep this going. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I need Sprintico to bring his chair back, though. I miss his chair. It's probably really hard to get through the airports. Probably. I really want to know if he ships them, or if he makes a new one everywhere he goes. If it's not super far, he usually drives. Mm. So. But I mean. But I think I think he flew to this show, so I don't know. Can Maybe you when he gets there, he goes to Home Depot and buys spray paint and has a stencil. Can you imagine if you're driving, though, and you put your chair on the passenger seat, do you get to go in the HOV lane? Yes. You get, you get <laughs> to carpool for your steel chair. <laughs> All right. Uh, next Perfect. match. The return. Does Cutshaw get to drive in the HOV lane? Yes. Because okay. he's six people. Okay, good. Um, well, six people we know of. Uh, next match is Adam Brooks versus Darius Lockhart. Oh, this was so good. So, I know there are a lot of people who don't like technical matches. Yeah. This match was so good, though. So, here's the thing. So good. There are two types of technical matches. Alright? There are the Zack Sabre level matches. That if you don't like them, you don't like wrestling. This was that level. Yeah. Adam Brooks is one of my favorite things in the indies. He's also a great guy. Yeah, uh, if you didn't listen yet, go back and listen. Super easy to talk to. Like, I was a little bit worried about it because I didn't know how he would be. Like, because he's on PWG and he's kind of a big deal. And super easy to talk to. Super nice guy. Just chill as fuck. Which every Aussie I've ever met is that way. 
Um, but yeah, it and it was really funny because like we got to talk about the one city I've been to in Australia that everybody's like, "There's nothing to do here," and he's like, "Yeah, that's why I love that town." Um, just really fun conversation we had with him, and not to mention, God damn, he's a good wrestler, and he's sexy, and his voice is sexy, and he's fun to watch. And he's yeah. a nice guy. I enjoyed the hell out of him. Yeah. So I'm going to say it, Brian. Anytime Adam is in the States, book his ass. We will be there every single time. Fuck yeah, we will. There is no reason I will miss a live Adam Brooks match ever. Um, I've been three years since we've seen him last. Yeah. He was on The Lost Show, which just... Uh, had its anniversary. Oh, I thought you were going to say, which they just found, and I was like, no fucking No, if they, if they found it, we'd be buying that <laughs> shit today. <laughs> that card was insane. If you didn't see it, go back and look at Matthew Acosta's uh, post about it. It's absurd how good that card was. Yeah. But anyway, that's Adam Brooks and Darius. It was a technical match, like you said, but it was great. It was mm-hmm. really well done. It was really well thought out. They were going back and forth. One of my favorite things in technical matches is when they remember to sell the thing that's been getting worked the whole yeah. time. They did that. Um, Adam Brooks does a move that I can't believe he does, and he does it a lot. The Canadian I, Destroyer on the apron? Who the fuck does a Canadian on the apron? Adam Brooks. Adam Brooks, and it's amazing. It's so goddamn um, I Because... I should have known it was coming because I've seen it before from him, but I forgot. And then I saw it live and I was like, oh my god! Holy shit, this guy's amazing. Um, Darius is amazing too. We've gone on at length about him every episode ever. Um, This was absolutely goddamn fantastic. It was. I loved it. I loved every second of it. And I... I know technical matches are hard to get the crowd involved a lot the of The crowd times, was into this But one, they yeah. were really into it. The, and, and that just speaks to both of these athletes yeah. and, and yeah, what they're able to do. The last time I've seen the crowd that into a technical match was probably Sabre versus Cedric. Yeah. Because, I mean, we've had Thatcher before. And oh. he's hella technical and no one's into it. So, Well, that also had to do with who he was wrestling. Yeah, but I mean... Because I honestly forget that match happens till someone says Timothy Thatcher. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, it's so boring. <laughs> I saw Timothy Thatcher have a bad match with Sammy Callahan. How the fuck do you have a bad match with Sammy Callahan? I don't know. It was impressive, to say the least. I mean, that, bad that commitment. Alright, uh, next match. Go watch Darius and Adam immediately. It was great. Tracer and Adler, who I need to come up with a tag team name. Um, I, I personally enjoy Sam and Nikki's. I made a really good pun during this match. I appreciate Sam and Nikki's reference to them as the Protein Pals. Mm. That, that's not bad. Uh, I enjoy that. I used it earlier in a Facebook post. Um, I, I did give credit that it was borrowed from a friend. I didn't tag them in it, but now I'm saying it on the show. They need uh, not Sam and Nikki. Though they also do. They need their own entrance music, though. 
Yeah, if you're gonna so, be a tag. You gotta have your own music and combine music. Yeah, you need you need to settle on something. You need to say okay, because that was a big argument when they yeah. were coming out. Was he, whose music was gonna play? Because if you play one or the other, someone's gonna feel like they're the boss. Yeah, and true. so you have to pick music together. Yeah, so they need to find music and they need a name. And I'm, I know you don't love it as much as I do, but I. I am all for everything they're doing. I am loving everything Tracer and Adler are doing right now. Blender bros. And then, they put them against the Lethal Enforcers. Mm-hmm. This was fucking great. My favorite match of the night. And y'all just heard me rave about Adam Brooks and Darius. So, that should tell you something. So fucking good on both sides. Just a blast. Ugh. Yeah. They they stole the show for me. I I did not expect that one to steal the show. And they stole the show. What the fuck was with Henry's boots? Didn't he get new boots like less than a year ago? I don't know. But, I mean, they they work a lot now. They're working a lot more than they used to. Because now that they have the rep they do, they can literally just call anywhere and be like... Hey, I'm available and work the show. Because I'm pretty sure he got new boots for Christmas. But he was wearing boots for this match that were janky as hell. Maybe his boots got lost at the airport or some shit. I don't know. Alright. So. Amber was so far away from me. I know. It was sad. We missed missed them. Um, Her. We missed her. Yeah, true. True. Alright, next They're like her carry-on luggage. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, have, I love them both. I think they're great guys. I think they're great wrestlers. I love watching them in ring. But they are Amber Young's carry-on luggage. Fair enough. Fair enough. Our next match. Saeed Al-Sabah versus TJP. So, here's the thing. I did not know about the TJP issues. There are people who know much more about it than I do. So I'm not going to speak on it. However, I will say, if you want to know, go look it up, educate yourself, and realize some shit. Um, it's We live in a terrible, horrible, no-good world. We live in a terrible, world. horrible, no-good world, and it's not... It's Celebrities aren't an exception. Nope. Let's put it that way. Um... And I've seen TJP live once at God knows what hour at the end of a way too long WWN show at Mania. And, like, he was good, but he wasn't that good. And then I watched him on the Cruiserweight Classic and loved it. So I was like, oh, okay. He learned how to wrestle in that time. Um, Well... He is obviously no longer WWE because they didn't know what the fuck to do with him or any other cruiserweights. Right. Like, or any of them. So, he's back. This was his third match back since leaving WWE. And as good as Saeed is, and as really as good as TJP is, you could tell. Mm Mm-hmm. That felt like a WWE match. He was trying to out-indie himself. And everything he did, someone else does better. 
or does primarily. I saw him do one original move the entire match. Yeah, it felt like a WWE match, not an indie match. So, I know I'm not opposed to seeing more of him, but I need him to remember where the hell he is. And it's not WWE anymore. And it's got to be hard after you're in their system for like three years, coming back to the indies and like actually having to hit people again. Yeah. Um, Shit like that. Saeed was fucking great. This match was hard to see because of the lights, but what we saw was good. It just... You could tell TJP had not been on the indies in a while, and the shit he was doing did not connect to each other. I think that mm-hmm. I think that's where it fell apart for me. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, the Young Bucks do a lot of spots, but everything connects. They, they know how to build to the Meltzer driver... As the match goes on. TJP is just like, fuck it, do all the things. And it's like, okay, why are you doing this, followed by this, followed by this, and that's a weird fucking setup, what are you about to do? Oh, you did that, oh shit, you're doing another move. Calm the fuck down, TJP. Just chill. And stop fucking dabbing, it's over. Yeah. Alright, anything else about Saeed and TJP? Nope. Okay. So, next... We get to War Games. And, like I said at the top of this segment, I love War Games. You do? The past two NXT War Games were goddamn fantastic. The last PWX War Games was goddamn fantastic. I can't say this War Games was fantastic. There were moments... What are you looking at on your phone? Nothing. Okay. Facebook. Okay. So, there were moments that were great. Savannah being in it, being the first woman in an all-male war games. Holy shit. What? Do I need to pause the show? Yes. Uh Uh-oh. Alright, hang on, people. Alright, we're back. Cat just trolled the shit out of me. I did no such thing. You trolled the shit out of me. I did no such thing. Alright. Um. Anyways. So. Savannah being in War Games is cool. Um. Parts of it were cool. Dreamer was fun. And. You know. There there were the spots. But it. It felt. Like the Skyler and Hollis cage match. Mm-hmm. They even use some of the same tactics, like taking your fucking boot off. Which is just a fucking stupid move. Yeah. Why would you take off your boot in a match? That you know they're going to try to murder you. Why would you take it off anyway? I mean, unless you're trying to knock me out with your foot stinkage. It's just a stupid move. And then there were tacks brought out, and I was like, bet you feel like a dumbass now, don't you? (laughs) It's just fucking dumb. Yeah. uh, I don't understand it. I don't... I get the... um, I get the... I get the idea of you wear street clothes for more protection, and then you have weaponry in your belt and your shoes and all that. 
But it's a no DQ match. You can walk in with a trash can full of weapons like Tommy Dreamer. So why doesn't everybody do that? Why does no one ever wear like... I would wear all of my, my emo goth shit from high school. Like my studded belt, my studded choker, like... Anything with studs, really. A leather jacket. Effie's jacket. Right? Yeah. Just stab fuckers with studs. That would make sense. What are those so, those hobo shockers? Taste fists? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a real thing, y'all. Right? Um, Alright, so... I should be where, on every booking committee ever. <laughs> where are you... I would make wrestling fantastic. Where are you on War Games? How did you feel about this one? Because this was your first live War Games because you missed the other one. No, no duck. I know, No I duck. Know. I did not miss the last one. You wouldn't pay for me to go to the last one. You told me not to. I said if you needed to, I didn't have to go. You told me not to. Mm, You're remembering this incorrectly. You're remembering this differently. Mm, I'm remembering this accurately is what's happening here. Anyway, what what did you think about this? There were a lot of spots... In actual war games that I was like, this is stupid as fuck. Like, taking off your goddamn shoes is just an idiot move. Or climbing up to the top of the cage and jumping into everyone for no goddamn reason. So, my exact quote when that happened was, I I basically set it up like a meme of Corey Hollis trying to make himself relevant. And then it was him jumping into the... Nice. Yeah. I'll get you that screenshot. Thank when, you. Uh, when it drops. <laughs> It, right. it it was literally the most forced, I'm going to make you guys so, like me and think I matter by here, here's my thing. forcing myself into this match. Two months in a row, the main event that, sh- maybe I'm crazy, but the main event's supposed to be your best match of the night. I mean, unless I'm just unless mistaken about how, how wrestling live performances works. work. Yeah. Well, I mean, concerts are the same yeah. way. Your last song's always supposed to be, like... Your big hit. Yeah. Except for the three big hits you didn't play that you play for your encore. Exactly. Yeah. So, the past two months, the beginning of the show has been next-level old PWX. Amazing. I, I mean, am I crazy there? You're not crazy there. The main events have fallen so flat and so dead... And it's it's just a booking thing. It's the storyline doesn't make fucking sense. Now, I'm very happy, even though it was slightly abrupt, the syndicate won. Yes, they did. Which I was not I did not expect. I did not expect that at all. So that was the a nice ending surprise. did feel super, super abrupt though. It was just um, like, oh. Okay. And my thing is like okay. For war games. I feel like there should be months of the teams going at each other. This was because it needs to get to a point where they're like, you know what? We fucking hate you so much. We will pretty much murder you. That's where it should be. That's where it was for the other PWX one. That's where it was for the NXT ones. That's where it needs to be for War Games to be effective. You get on producer Elvis. That this was 
just, oh, we put a team together versus the team that's been together for years and years. Yeah. So if Team PWX had won, it would have been bullshit. I'm so glad we got an intergender spot. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad Savannah was in it at all. Tommy should not have been in there. It should have been Savannah from the start. Because that, yes, Savannah was in it, but it would have made a much bigger statement to have Savannah come in as the full participant, not like a sneak in. You know? Valid. Um, my other thing is, Jason Cade's bad attitude has expanded to lying, you motherfucker. I'm um, injured still. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Anyway. Snot-nosed little bitch. <laughs> Syndicate one. Um, in the past, I would have said good to have Jason Cade back, but now, fuck you, man. Uh, yeah. So, the Syndicate is now running around saying they run PWX. Which I'm not going to argue at this point. Oh, something else with the Syndicate. Alright? I'm listening. If you are a fan who buys a Syndicate shirt, you are not allowed to chant, we deserve it. You don't deserve jack shit. They deserve it. If you want to chant, they deserve it, go for it. That makes logical sense. We deserve it. You are not in the fucking Syndicate. Stop it. You don't matter, you insignificant little worm. So, yeah, there's... So, here, here's my overall takeaway from the last two shows. Lay it on me. I feel the change coming. <laughs> I feel the change coming. Yeah. But if your main event is falling this flat, it's time to look at why. Um, and I'm not... Saying it's any one person responsible. Aren't you though? No, I'm really not. Um, I'm not saying it's, you know, it's not related to people we don't enjoy. If they would tell us a good fucking story, we could get over that. Yeah. That That's the thing. We need a story for that. That is more than, we hate each other because blah. Like, we need a reason for that hate. Um, so, I, I know a lot of people have been accusing us of shitting all over the shows. The thing is... Not all of the show do we shit on. Just some of it. We shit on the parts that aren't working for us and are actively driving people away. I, I know a at least six people... Who no longer come. And they were as diehard as we are. But because it got to a point where they weren't enjoying themselves anymore, it wasn't worth driving the five hours. Or whatever they had to drive. It and I get that. Shit. I if we're driving five hours for a wrestling show, that better be fucking PWG. You know? Valid. Um so all I'm asking at this point is figure out a direction that makes sense and 
give us a main event that deserves to be a main event. Darius and Adam could have been a main event. Adler, Tracer, and Lethal Enforcers could have been a main event. Literally every other match on the card could have been the main event, and I would have been okay. But, uh, I, I was, even though I was pleasantly surprised by the winners, I was pretty disappointed at war, the actual War Games match. I was watching Tommy more than I was watching some of the other people. Because Tommy was being entertaining. Just yelling shit. He does that sometimes. Yeah. Alright. So there it is. Thing y'all have been waiting for for three fucking months. You're welcome. You're welcome. All you guys who got the long drives and listened to us to get through it. Um, we haven't done a show this long in a while. How long are we? How long are we? I don't know. half hours. Huh? You missed the part where I said I don't actually care. Oh. <laughs> uh, Alright, anything? Oh, we aren't done though. We have one more thing to talk about. We do. Um, We're just done with the wrestling wrestling. Well, I mean... We... Have a friend. Jake. I have a friend. Okay. Cat is better friends with him. For sure. Um... But as a show, as a unit... Oh, that's 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 valid. We I'll, have I'll a friend, Jacob Ryan. Um, some shit went down. I don't want to name who did it, and I don't want to name the company it happened at. Because they don't matter. Well, and also, <laughs> the company no longer exists because of this shit. But also, they don't matter. But they don't matter. Because that's not the important part. The important part is, somebody was an asshole... And try to actually hurt a person who didn't deserve it. Even if the storyline thing wasn't just storyline, it did not warrant what happened. Absolutely not. There is no reason it should have happened. And this all dropped, and we I was at work, and Kat was here, and... A lot of the guys on the show, um, who are friends of ours, on the show with Jacob, saw this shit happening, and when it happened, they had to put a stop to it, which, thank you guys for doing the right thing, and not being so worried about, like, well, am I going to be able to sell merch if I go stop this, blah, 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 just doing the right thing, um... We watched a couple videos from Blanco Loco and White Mike. This is one of the most fucked up things I've ever heard of in wrestling. And it can't happen again. Anyone who thinks they're going to get their company over by doing a real fight, go book MMA, asshole. That's a real fight. This is not supposed to be a real fight. They aren't trained for that. They, like, it's not a good idea. I'm not saying people don't get stiffed once in a while. Some shit happens. Shit happens. Sometimes you think you're going to hit them in the neck and you hit them in the fucking face. It happens. But there is no excuse to purposefully put a young man in danger. Or woman. 
or woman. Given. A young person in danger. Or an old person. Or really? an old person. Really anyone in danger. There's no reason to do any of it. Because that shit escalated. And the guy being the shithead... I mean, you don't know when people are going to fucking snap for real. You should never be... You know? You should never feel unsafe at your job. Mm-hmm. And it's called a work. Ow! <laughs> because it's a job. You have to take care of the other person. And they take care of you. That's the understood thing. And from what I've been told. You know? So, I don't know. It sucks, but... Jacob's okay. Um, a lot of people have come behind him and said, you know, book Jacob Ryan. I can't disagree with that. He's very entertaining. He is. Um, so put him on your show and give him a chance. See see what he can do. And don't just book him because he's a headline all over the internet right now. Book him because you want to give a young talent a chance. All right. Anything else there? No, I, I've talked to him. I've checked on him. He's yeah. He's doing okay. And yeah, y'all gotta understand this was this was awful. Like yeah, like okay. Cat is not the biggest fan of cleaning, and while we were watching this, she literally had to do something else while we were like finding out what happened, watching the videos that got dropped and all that. Um... I'm someone you don't fuck with people that care about. Yeah. Because it doesn't go well. And so I hate when I can't. When people are put in situations where they're, they don't feel safe and yeah. I can't do anything to stop it. it. It makes me physically sick. Also, if you're giving Jacob shit for not fighting back... You're an idiot. You're an idiot. He was being a goddamn professional. You know, it also, that's not the important part. Yeah. So, I don't know. It it was fucked up. I'm honestly glad that company is dead. Because um, anyone who would allow that doesn't need to be running. Absolutely not. And then, um, just huge props to all the guys that ran out and... All the guys who were brave enough to say what actually happened. Because you were risking, let's say, the company didn't fold. You were risking backlash from that. You were risking people accusing you of making shit up and all that. But y'all chose to do the right thing and inform everyone. And I think think the message was sent loud and clear, you don't. You don't do this shit. So. Anyway. Uh, no one should ever feel unsafe at their job. This goes back yeah. to what we were talking about earlier. If some fucked up shit goes down, you say something. You do yeah. something. You step in. Yep. One thing. That's how we can try to make the world less shitty and awful. Yep. Yeah. Alright. On that note. You can find us Sad Podcast on Twitter, uh, Stupid and Delicious on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, and God knows where else. I'm sure we're all over. We're on Google Play now, too. Um, tell your friends. 
you want a pin, we still got them. Um, just let us know. We will allow you to purchase one. <laughs> we'll allow you. Unless you're a racist piece of shit. Unless you're a racist piece of shit. So, y'all can't have one. Um, or an ableist piece of shit. Or an ageist piece of shit. In other words, if you're a piece of shit, you don't get a pin. Um, but, anyway. Have we? Yeah, we talked about the pins. But, um, yeah. If, if you want one, we got more. I'm trying to think of anything else. YouTube's dead, so no YouTube. Uh, um... I think that's it, really. We don't have a website or anything anymore. Because that's just other shit for us to have to keep up with. And pay for. That too. Because websites aren't free, unfortunately. Alright. On that, you, y'all you know where to find us at this point. It's I think it's in the Twitter profile. Um, Twitter is definitely the easiest way to get a hold of us if you want to tell us something. <laughs> so... All right. Unless it's, you know, fuck you and then tell it to my face because I'll I mean, call you back. It was fuck you. That's fine. So, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm out. So, shalom, motherfuckers. I got nothing.